a chiropractor and he gets gets along, you know, always wants to tell us that sitting in front of the desk. Oh yeah, this is definitely not a thing humans were designed to do, you know? Like yeah. this is just what a recent thing, like the last seventy years tops, and even seventy feels like generous, you know, because like in the fifties there were desk jobs, but like were a lot of people doing them? I don't think so. Not as many as today. Not as many as today, whereas a lot of us now just sit here at screens all day. Especially so. this year. I feel like they made yeah, a lot course. of jobs they out of necessity making them online. Yep. Yeah, so that's just been it. It's been an ongoing thing where you see me in the podcast. I'm sure you see me on Shack and stuff, rolling my neck and yeah. pushing my head back. And you should do yoga. Doing I love yoga. some of these, like pulling pulling on my neck to one side and pulling on my neck to the other side. So I'm just Yoga's trying to amazing. just trying to loosen it up. You do yoga? Yeah. Like DDP Not yoga? as much as I used to, but what? Like DDP yoga? I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a it's a wrestling thing. There's a there's a <laughs> there's an old wrestler named Diamond Dallas Page who has started like a health clinic, like a, a yogi clinic where he is a yoga guru now. So for like oh. 20 years, he was a wrestler, like on TV, doing outlandish things. Like he was in movies as a wrestler. Like he's, it's ridiculous. And then all of a sudden he becomes like this health nut. <laughs> and he was like, a, he was like a bartender before he became a wrestler. So he has all these stories of just like getting absolutely hammered. And now he's like, you can't drink alcohol. It stuff's poison. Oh my gosh. And uh, you can't eat red meat. Stuff's poison. And, but, uh, but he, he actually, I don't do either of those. he's, um, <laughs> He's legit successful. Like he has this whole DDP yoga thing and all kinds of people follow it. And he has a studio and stuff. It's, he used to be a favorite of mine. So I always make fun of it. <laughs> you don't eat red meat. I don't eat any red meat. So are you, or do you eat chicken or are you just like a vegetarian? Oh, I eat chicken. I eat chicken's okay. not red meat. Right. No, I know that. No. I just didn't know if that's yeah. where that was headed. Yeah. No, no, I don't eat. No, no beef. No, nothing like that. Wow. I'm not a vegetarian though. Right. Why? Why not? If I if I may, health is one. Is of the it? Factors. Is that really? Um, environment is another oh, factor. Okay. okay. And did you know that cows have best friends and they become distressed when separated? Yeah, I I did not know that, but it doesn't change how I that feel. Doesn't break your heart when I eat a cheeseburger. Not one bit. Not. <laughs> I don't not like at all. it enough. I don't really care. That was very easy to cut out. I would like to cut out pork next, but that one's harder. Bacon. Yeah, I can't. I <laughs> I had bacon this morning. I can't do that. But I would like to. What if What if I told you that pigs become stressed out when, I, they're, when their pigs are very die? intelligent animals? And I that's one of the reasons why I would like to. But it's easier for me to cut out red meat because I don't really like it that much. Melissa's best friend has a pet pig. That's adorable. I love pigs. Really? Yes, I love all animals. <laughs> of course, of course. What's your favorite animal? Oh, I. I love red pandas. Have you seen them? They're no, so cute. I don't they even look know what like that is. little like tiny bear raccoons. Red They're panda. So cute. Oh my god, you are gonna fall in love. My favorite animal is a duck. Ducks oh, it cool. kind of looks like a raccoon. Yeah, it's kind of a raccoon. It's more related to a raccoon than a panda. That is a cute choice. They're called pandas. Very unique too. And they're very playful. They they love people. Oh, oh it's very cute. Kind of looks like flea. Doing. Flea has like those eye marks and cheek marks and stuff. That's kind of cute. They're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to um, Alana Pierce's YouTube channel the other day, and somebody asked her, like, they wanted to go to Australia. 
and they were like, hey, give us tips for going to Australia. And she said something I've never heard of before. She goes, um, everybody tells you to be scared of the spiders and snakes. And she goes, and that's true. She's like, but nobody tells you to watch out for the dropping bears. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. Really? <laughs> yeah. She's like, Isn't it just it- happens all the time. She's like, you're walking around the outback and bears just fall out of trees on people. Aren't they like wombats or something? I don't They're know. Like similar to that. Let me look it up. Dropping bears. That's. They're like koala-like or wombat-like. They do look like koalas, except they look much more terrifying. (laughs) They have big fangs and stuff. Oh, my God. It's just the first picture I saw on on Wikipedia, but it's not. It doesn't look great. It's like like (laughs) the horrific Halloween version of a koala is what I'm looking at. Oh, and boy. They just fall on Wait, people. Is it, is it real or is it something that they just tell you to scare you? I haven't read it. <laughs> I, I, I assumed it was real. What if it's completely fake? Oh, no. Look here. Uh, imagery animals commonly spoken about in tall tales designed to scare tourists. <laughs> oh, so so she she totally had me spun one over. I was like, apparently I in Australia, Australia, bears thing. just fall out on people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an inside joke with Australians. <laughs> you know, how sad is that? That this, all she had to do was say that with a straight face, and I was like, that's terrifying. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I that's it. that's how Australia is. <laughs> and even you just looked it up now and saw the koala with fangs, <laughs> and still believed it. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's that's scary. <laughs> um, listeners, welcome to PSVG DLC. Um, I'm sorry that we didn't do one last month between all of the podcasts that I'm doing and then like basically just having the flu for 10 to 12 days. It just took me out of it. I tried to schedule something like quickly with Dev. I was like, you just got to save my bacon, man. I got nothing. I haven't worked with anybody. I haven't scheduled anybody. And he tried, but failed. And I was like, ah, well, we'll just, we'll just miss it. And I hate doing that, but sometimes you have to, you know, sometimes you have to. I think everybody in PSVG knows that I'm kind of the show must go on type. So trust that it, it wasn't willy nilly. I didn't cancel off the blue, but sometimes you just have to, instead of trying to make it work. I was real sick when, like, I was going to do it like the week before I did shack with you, like that weekend I was going to do it with dev. So it probably would have been that great to begin with. (laughs) Yeah, you got to know when to relax, when to rest. But I decided to follow uh, that miss up with Rebecca from the Nintendo Shack. I'm very excited to record this episode. Oh, I'm excited too. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, Have you listened to these shows before? I have a little bit more in the beginning when I um, first started getting into PSVG as a listener. Um, I, I never really kept up with it. Okay. Um, but I went back and I listened to half of Josh's episode uh, ah, yesterday. So you're you're um, all prepared. To kind of listen and see what I will be in for. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and begin like we do. Um, what year were you born in? I was born in 1994. 1994. So you were like one of the younger PSVG generation like me. Yeah. Yeah. I was born in 87, but most of our folks were born in like 81 or 80. So I would say that I probably share way more in common with you than, than I probably do with them. I don't know. I feel like everyone else has, you know, they're, they already have family and kids and everything. And Well, um, that's just I'm because like... I got most <laughs> pregnant in high school. That's <laughs> That wasn't a very mature decision. <laughs> we were one of those people. <laughs> it worked out well, though. I think by, the, by like, I'm going to be 38 and have no, like, the Victoria's going to be out of the house. So it's, it's like. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to do it. <laughs> Nobody tells you that, right? You just get shamed for it in high school. And then, like, 10 years go by and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> this isn't so bad. 
Um, where were you born? I was born in Pennsylvania, and I've lived here my whole life. Um, never moved. I still live in the same hometown that I grew up in, um, outside of Philadelphia, about 30 minutes out of the city. Born and raised, huh? Yep. Mm, playground? Spent most of your days? <laughs> Not West Philadelphia. <laughs> Um, so what was, what's life like coming from Pennsylvania? Um, I mean, I, I feel like I've had a pretty average upbringing. Um, no complaints, happy childhood. Um, I don't, I don't know. I am an only child. Uh, okay. so I grew up, um, just me, my parents, um, you know, it's the suburbs, you know, I, I always had a lot of friends growing up. Same house. Same house. <laughs> nice. Yep. That's good. I mean, you reminded me of my wife. It's very similar. She's just, she had a sister, but just them, same house, same, same mm-hmm. school forever, same friends. Mm-hmm. That's really, really nice. Nothing, mm-hmm. um, nothing unique or specific about Pennsylvania. No, I mean, no, not really. It's I'm, I'm in the suburbs. Um, Pennsylvania is so wildly different, um, kind of depending on where it is. I, I feel like Pennsylvania is you have Philadelphia on one side and you have Pittsburgh on the other side. And in between, you've got like a whole bunch of country nothingness. Farmland. But then in the north, you have mountains. <laughs> yeah. So depending on where you are in Pennsylvania, it's very different. Hmm. I've never been. My uh, brother-in-law is from Pennsylvania, but I've never never been up state. that way. Um, okay. So tell me about your parents then. What did, what did they do for a living? My parents are awesome. My mom is a teacher. Um she is that where you get that from (laughs) get what from (laughs) just working with kids and and kind of that that self-service attitude maybe maybe so i growing up with a parent as a teacher made me realize i don't want to be a teacher because i saw everything that went into that and i knew that wasn't for me um i think it i definitely don't have what it takes to be a teacher i have a lot of respect for that um but you know i've always had that kind of you know working with kids mentality working in a school kind of felt familiar for me. So maybe that's why I went in that direction. It's Part not of it. always what I wanted to do, but that's where Ooh. I ended up. It's like, it's yeah. a selfless, you know, thankless type of job. And I mean, I think anybody that grew up knowing kind of teachers on the back end, like it's every teacher I've known, like it's not a nine to five or an eight to five job. They're teaching all the time. Even when they're not teaching, when they're at home, they're preparing to teach or working on teaching or thinking of how to teach better. So it's, always yeah it's always, a full yeah. commitment yeah mm-hmm. it's tough and then even during the summers people say oh teachers have off during the summers that's no. not <laughs> entirely true <laughs> i wanted all. to be a teacher when i grew up it's a lot of work for not a lot of pay and not a lot of respect yeah my my wife was like thank god you're not a teacher i don't <laughs> think i have patience to work with with kids but um, <laughs> i had a teacher it's rewarding too i had a teacher that i was really close with like during some of like the the more turbulent times of my upbringing, he was pretty close with me, and I always kind of just wanted to follow in his footsteps. I think I just wanted to kind of like pay that back. Mm-hmm. And then once I kind of become of age, it was like, yeah, no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Uh, I don't know. I'll give money to teachers or something. It's like a charity I can support. <laughs> the best thing you can do is, and you have kids, be respectful to their teachers. And oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Best thing you can do. <laughs> um. So, were you named after anyone? Does Rebecca run in the family? It doesn't, no. Um, I think my parents just like the name. They um, didn't know if I was going to be a girl or a boy when I was born. You know, they didn't do like a gender reveal or anything. I know that wasn't as common back then. That's so common now. It wasn't really common back then. 
um, they didn't have a name picked out for a boy. So if I had been born a boy, I probably still would not be named. Wow. Um, but they had Rebecca picked out. That's good. I don't know. I don't think I was named after anyone. I know they liked Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, that story, but I don't think I was named after that. They just liked I don't know what that sounded. is. It's like a book. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what does your dad do? My dad's a plumber. He's uh, self-employed. So he was able to stay home with me um, because he was self-employed when I was growing up, when I was a baby, um, kind of make his own hours. And um, he doesn't really work much anymore. Um, kind of jobs here and there for, you know, people that he's done work for. for long, long customers time. and stuff. Yeah. 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 That's that's the good thing about being self-employed. It's more flexible. With My them. uncle's a plumber. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel growing up, I probably should have learned, and I still can learn some plumbing, basic plumbing skills from him because we never needed a plumber in the house. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just able to do everything for us, and that's saves a ton of money. <laughs> I lived with my aunt and uncle for about five or six years towards the end there, and um, my uncle's kind of like a second father to me. I have dug so many water lines. I have dug up so many sector tanks. I have done that. I did so that know. for summers. I hated yeah. plumbing. Yeah, it's, it's hard work. Physically he takes hard work. He takes all the credit for my success. He said it um, when I graduated college. That's what he, he, we went to dinner and he gave everybody a toast. And he was like, <laughs> one time I made him dig 2000 foot water line once with a shovel. And uh, <laughs> he goes, I went to go pick him up. And uh, he said he was covered in sweat. And his shirt was all muddy. And he said, he looked up at me and he said, I'm going to go to college. So I never have to do this again. <laughs> it's true, but it can pay good money. Oh, yeah. Um, he makes good money. Especially, yeah. Especially if you, uh, I mean, I guess if you're, if you're with like a company or a union or something too, but especially self-employed, you could work as much as He's self-employed. It's just him and his brother yeah. and a couple trucks. Mm -hmm. They've now, they're older. So he's branched off and hired people to do it for him like all mm -hmm. the basic stuff so he doesn't work as hard as he used to but i still tell him all the time like just stop that's just something that home. there's always going to be work for and there's a lot of young people that don't i feel like we're we're pushing the younger generations go get a college degree there's so much uh trade uh, like tra yeah, trade work that it's always going to be in demand it's hard work it's hard work but, but it pays well mm -hmm. that's a reason why it pays well because nobody wants to do it yeah, <laughs> it's true it's true okay um so before we get into like your school years, tell us about like young Rebecca or like coming of age, Rebecca, like, did you have best friends in the neighborhood? What were you, were you always into gaming? Like what, what's kind of like, give us the read on, on young Rebecca. Young Rebecca. Ooh. So I, um, I did have neighborhood friends. Um, okay. my closest neighborhood friends were a little bit older than me. They were like a grade older than me. So I was never in any of their classes at school. Um, but that was kind of a good thing because I was able to, you know, hang out with them after school on the weekends, the bus stop, things like that. Um, Rianne and Kristen, they were, they were my friends all throughout childhood. Um, and I, I had, you know, school friends as well that lived nearby that we all played together. Um, but I had a good neighborhood for, for growing up and playing in, um, like I said, suburbs, um, you know, some, some woods, woods nearby bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Go out, play. Build, like a, a, creek build a fort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> Did you ever watch the um, This Is 40 movie I suggested you no, watch? No, no. There's a whole bit about that in the movie. They sit down and they try to take away the internet, the Wi-Fi. And like their 14-year-old daughter has a fit and loses her mind. Oh, no. Her mom's like, you know, go play with sticks. Go build a fort. 
And she looked at her, she's like, build a fort? What are you talking about? We did that stuff. That's, you know, there wasn't, I mean, we had internet, but it wasn't like it is today. Oh, of course not. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when you get into like school, right, and you start doing stuff, did you do like sports? Were you into clicks? Did you do like AV club or anything? Like what, what were you into? I was a music kid. Oh, okay. Um, my mom signed me up for piano lessons when I was in first grade. And so I did piano all the way through probably until 10th or 11th grade. Um, my favorite instrument. Yeah, it, I, I was see, I, I kind of had a love hate relationship with that at the time, because when your parent signs you up to do something like that and, you know, it's not really your choice, you're kind of resistant towards it it's a father of a 14 year old girl she hates everything that i suggest or opine or even like i could just be like hey that's a nice car i hate it (laughs) (laughs) but looking back like you know you don't realize how many amazing opportunities you get from these things that your parents sign you up to do like i i did choir and i loved choir um throughout all you know i did it elementary middle and high school and i was really big into that and i was i had the opportunity to play the piano for a song each concert kind of a company with with the choir and looking back like that's amazing and i did enjoy it but you know i I didn't like going to the lessons i didn't like doing the classical music i think if i had gone and like you know i had teachers that had me play music that i liked a little bit more sure i might have been more into it but i looking back i should have stuck with it because i was good i did it for 12, 13 years. Sure. Yeah. My wife's a a music major and I yell at her all the time. I was like, nobody likes opera. Okay. (laughs) Stop trying to make it a thing. Okay. There's a reason why it's an old thing. And uh, she, she, she hates it when I go on these rants. I'm like, listen to the radio. There's a reason there's no opera on the radio. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You don't listen to opera on the radio. I'm sure some people do. Serious radio. um, Maybe. (laughs) Um, so what was, what was school like then? Um, I, having a teacher, uh, as a parent, um, I had to take school very seriously. I was very good at English. My mom's an English teacher. Um, Were you in her class? No, no. So I, um, she taught at a different middle school that I went to. Okay. Um, and then my last year of middle school, that school shut down. So she ended up going to the school that I attended and working there, but I was older than the grade that she taught in. So I never had her as a teacher, but then I ended up having friends later who had her as a teacher, which is kind of a fun experience. Unique. <laughs> because I would always be like, okay, what was my mom like as a teacher? Like, you can say mean things about her. Go ahead. And they're like, no, she was so nice. It's <laughs> <Just> like, was <laughs> she? <laughs> I was thinking, I was imagining you like have a birthday party and friends come over and they walk in the door and they're like, oh, ooh, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of how, how it, it was. But they, I, they said she was nice. I think she's a nice teacher. <laughs> sure. But I, I was, was thinking more. To get, um, get them to tell me mean things and they never had anything mean to say. <laughs> well, the, the youth leader at Melissa's church is a teacher. And Victoria goes to her school. So we get like all the insider scoop on who she's talking to and what boy she likes and how about them and everything. And I was thinking about that. Like if your mom was there, you just can't get away with anything. She knows everything. (laughs) No, by the time, because my middle school was weird. We had ninth grade in the middle school for a while um, and she taught sixth grade. So when she came over to my school, I kind of felt like at that time, I was able to kind of run the school a little bit. Like I wouldn't get in trouble for anything. I would, you know, I knew the ins and outs. I was using all the, the teacher stairwells and all, you know, everything, getting out of everything because I could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Um, let's see here. I have a, a, a just a generic list of tons of questions, but you didn't have siblings, so it omits no. a lot of them. Um, I had a dog. You had a dog? I had That's a dog. Good. Yeah. She was kind of like my sibling growing up because I got her when I was 10 because I always wanted a puppy. Mm-hmm. And I named her Zelda. Ooh. Because when 10 years given the chance to name their puppy, wouldn't name them after their favorite video game. Sure. So I had Zelda. Victoria named Link. And when we moved into this house, our next door neighbor had a little dog who he named Zelda. Aww. And that blew his mind that we had Link and Zelda as neighbors. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's see here. What were you into like out of school? Like music, fashion, boy meets world, TV shows, movies. Like what were you doing when, when you were hanging out with your friends or when you were just hanging out by yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the music was a big part of it. Um, I did spend a lot of time with, with lessons and practicing and doing like, I meant like the music you listen to, not, not, not what your mom (laughs) made you do. The music I listened to, um, usually just whatever my friends were listening to early on things like Avril Lavigne, Green Day. I know you and Josh were talking about how much you love Green Day. Green Day was my favorite for a long time. I still really love them. That was like my favorite band for a long time. I was time. watching Billy Joe. He um, does these YouTube videos where he plays with his sons, like on a webcam, just like in the basement. <laughs> he just That's does like amazing. these covers. And it is amazing. I was like, that is really cool. Like what a cool family. <laughs> They're so cool. I saw them in concert twice. Um, that, that was my favorite band for many years. That's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I'm sorry. I say that because. So Melissa's a music major. She did a lot of the similar things. Her family hated when I showed up and started like introducing her to rock music. They were like, "Who is this kid?" Because she didn't know anything <laughs> didn't about she's more anything. country. More yeah, music. country yeah, and like pop. She did like Backstreet Boys and things <laughs> like that. And then I show up and I introduce her to all these rock bands and go to concerts. And I bought us um, a fun story that I usually tell people to kind of just paint their parents paint her parents in the light that they were in is um when we were 16 i bought us motley crew concert tickets and they forbid her from going (laughs) they were like you are not allowed to go to a motley crew concert (laughs) (laughs) and i was just crushed i was like just distraught because my mom grew up i grew up listening to motley crew because my mom listened to motley crew so i thought it was awesome and they were still good then. <laughs> like it's not like going to see them now. Like they were good back then. <laughs> so they were still releasing albums and stuff. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's awesome. I mean, we would have been friends. Um, so I, I like that a lot. And uh, the Green Day stuff is. My wife hated Green Day for years when we first met. F- hated them. She they're so good. His voice, with her being a music major, she focuses on voice. So obviously, Billy Joe's not like the most technically proficient singer, right? Great singer, but not, you know, not a clean sounding, clear, pretty voice. Not opera. <laughs> exactly. But funny, th- funny enough, they did that Broadway thing, right? Mm. Her opinion completely changed when she watched that Netflix thing of them on Broadway. I was like, see, this is ridiculous. I've been trying to tell you that this trio rocks for years. And here you see them on stage and now you love them. Musically, they are very good. They're, They're extremely very good, good songwriters. Yeah, yeah. Drummer is one of my favorites. 
Oh my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. I feel like you, even if you didn't, if you could just listen to the drummer in that band, like by himself, you could recognize it. He's so it. powerful. And for a trio, they are so loud. I've only seen them live once, um, but for a trio, they're so loud. And and to me, in my opinion, it's, it's mostly because of the drums. Like he really sets them apart. He's so fast and he's just, just brings the energy. That's what drummers do, right? They bring energy and he brings tons of energy to the stage. The whole band, I think, has that energy. You said you saw them in concert. They're always doing wacky stuff they go. on stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year and, and got oh. to see like all their stuff. And God, they have a lot of like guitars on things and outfits and stuff like that. So it's cool. I and my Jack loves Green Day. It's one of his bands he puts in his YouTube playlist and everything. So they're very timeless. I feel like a lot of their music still like you listen to it today like because i by the time i was listening to them it was probably like 2005 or so the bush record i think the american idiot and stuff american idiot i think was like the first album of theirs that i listened to but then going back and listening to their old stuff like i still really liked it sure stuff so yeah yeah and then then i was listening to a lot of other um you know just kind of rock or like alt rock stuff that my friends were listening to some like nirvana and grunge and stuff like that i was into for a while not so much anymore um then i got old and i got into taylor swift who is my favorite <laughs> <Taylor> <laughs> swift. Quite, different, quite different than what i listened to growing <laughs> up but she's my absolute favorite we all gotta mellow out at some point right you can't just punk rock forever nope i mean i i, I could still listen to it i still enjoy it but you got to call back. You got to like remember the dates. You're like, see, I still got it. <laughs> oh, when I go to concerts now, I'm so old. Um, I, I did Music Midtown once, just 12 hours, like front line, like second row all day in the rain and everything. I would never do that again. I don't think <laughs> like now, now I'm like in the balcony, like three rows back next to the bartender it's sitting down. <laughs> Um, what was your first crush? My first crush. Um, I mean, I, I, I feel like I didn't get into boys until I was a little bit older, like probably middle school ish. So I thought boys were cute. I don't think I had like any like crushes until I got to like high school. And then I liked the same boy for all four years in high school. Okay. Tell me about him. <laughs> he was a music person. His name is Kyle. Um, he didn't like me. We were friends, though. Um, but then Did he, had he a know that you liked him? Probably. Probably. Okay. I don't think I ever, like, straight up told you him. You never declared. It. it was probably very obvious because then he got a girlfriend. And I didn't want to, like, be that person. Um, so it was kind of just, like, my friends knew that I liked him. And, you know, I always held out if I had a chance. But <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> okay. I think, I don't know if boys liked me. Like, I didn't really get asked out a lot, um, hmm. really, even at all. Kind I would of. find that surprising. Um, I don't think I did. I don't really okay. ever remember getting asked out. Okay. I, okay I, that's kind of a lie. I kind of did. Um, more of, like, my friends. Like, Look, I mean, I'm, I'm not, me like, on dates. I'm not stepping over the line or anything. You're very attractive. You're a very pretty <laughs> girl. I Thank think you. everybody that follows you knows that, so... I also feel like I wasn't as confident back then okay. um, until I got to like senior year of high school. I very much cared about, about what people thought about me uh, mm. back then, especially in like middle school and early high school. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I got to the end of high school and like college, I, I stopped caring what people thought. Like I kind of hid my nerdier interests back then. And then okay. when I got a little bit older, I decided, you know, why, why do I care about that? <laughs> I like, 
Melissa's sister, for example, she didn't start dating anybody until junior college. She just wasn't into it. It wasn't like a, a choice she made or anything. She was just preoccupied. She was doing other things. I think my thing was I didn't want to date unless like I knew it was going to be a serious go somewhere. Like I didn't want to just date for that's very mature you know, a couple months or you know go on a couple dates and just have it not go anywhere. I wish so I, I could was, explain that. To I was my always <laughs> picky. Yeah, I wish I could explain that to my daughter. She just wants to date everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, not me. Um, okay, then what about your first kiss? First oh, oh. real kiss, <laughs> or fake kiss, or both? Sure. Um, I'll take a then, kindergarten love story. Sure. No, I didn't have any like <laughs> kindergarten fake kisses, anything like that. Like I told you, I, I was picky. Um, I, there was like in high school, I think somebody dared a boy to just kiss me on the lips or whatever, and then it was kind of just like a just unsolicited. You I, can't do that. I count that. Can't do like, that I these days. <laughs> That'll get you expelled real fast. I didn't like him. Yeah, I mean, it was it was more of a funny thing. Um, then I guess probably I didn't. I've done some dumb shit like that. No, I, I, I was. <laughs> I think about that now. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> and just not appropriate anymore. Oh no, that shit would not fly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't ever have anything like that. Um, probably then when I got to college, I think it was my first year of college. Um, my friend was dating somebody. We were all kind of in the same friend group, and then. I don't think he really liked her all that much, but was dating her just to have somebody to date. Uh, but I think he was kind of into me. Uh, and then they broke up, but I was friends with her more than I was friends with him. And <laughs> I went to his room a lot because he had a really good gaming PC. Oh, <laughs> and so is that I was, what you told yourself? <laughs> no, I was there to play, play <laughs> games on his computer. I wasn't really into him, but he probably thought that I was into him. And then he kind of made a move and started kissing me. I'm like, you just broke up with my friend. Like, I'm not, I can't, wow. I can't do that. So, but we can and totally I rock the doom went, on this. Went away from that. It was, it was, I wasn't, I wasn't into it. You should have told him to like give you his PC. Like, look. Could have played that a little bit more. <laughs> play it up a little now. Um, Reminds me like know, the I was never... sitcoms and stuff where they're like, I'm friends with him. He has a sick like three-wheeler and trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> That's using people, Donnie. I was not into that. I was also not into hookup culture ever. Um, so then I, I feel like I didn't have like my real I I like you kiss until I started dating Sam. Ooh. Yeah. That's that's you're very conservative and admirable. <laughs> I'm really not though. Like I am in that regard, but not really for anything else. Well, I just meant like, yeah, I guess yeah. political season I could have used a better word. That's what I meant it by. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very Republican of you. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Pence would be proud, Rebecca. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't feel God. like I am somebody I hated who... that joke when I said it. <laughs> Necessary. <laughs> that was a bad it just, joke. It just registered. <laughs> Like, I don't think I'm somebody who necessarily, like, dresses conservatively or anything like that. Like, I mm. mean, I guess I kind of do, but. Um. I was told once by a girl that I dated that I had in a conservative taste because I was always enamored with, like, um, I love, like, the Mad Men style outfits and, like, clothes and, like, that 50s, like, pinup thing. I feel like, like that's more old the school. big then. hair and stuff. And I, I remember arguing with her. I was like, that's conservative? She's like, it's very conservative look. I'm like, what? This girl's like amazing. I would call that like old school. 
Hmm. Hmm. I wish that look would come back. Um, where did your love of video games come from? Ooh, okay. I've told this story before, but I don't know how many people heard or, or know about it. I was very young. I was probably about three-ish years old when my older cousin, who doesn't live near me, um, gave me and my dad his old Super Nintendo. I think it was probably 90 six or seven or so um so he had probably moved on from the super nintendo probably getting playstation or whatever by that point um and so he gave us that and all of his old games and so i started watching my dad playing a link to the past Uh, i was too young to you know kind of play it myself or really get too far in any games but i would watch him play it and he would read what was on the screen out loud to me so it kind of helped me learn how to read while i was watching him um and we beat that game so many times together um until eventually we ended up getting an uh, n64 uh, so that was my start. And then eventually, as I got older, I was able to play them myself a little bit more. Uh, helped me through some of the harder parts. But then um, then I would start playing them myself. Um, when I was in pre- maybe preschool or kindergarten, um, I was probably about five or six years old. I was over my friend's house and uh, her older brother was watching Pokemon the anime on TV. And I became completely enamored with that. My eyes were glued to it. Nice. I had never seen it before. And she was like, come on, like we, you know, let's go play dolls or whatever the heck preschoolers, preschool girls want to play. But my eyes were locked on Pokemon. And I, that's when I became obsessed with Pokemon. I begged my mom to get me a Game Boy and Pokemon Blue. She went out, we got it. Um, and that's how I got into the Pokemon and handheld side of it. So I have been around video games my whole life. That's the dream. I, I was lucky. I was very lucky. I miss those times with Victoria. I used to play with her all the time when she was little. And um, at one point I bet her that I told her I would take her to Disney World if she beat Wind Waker on her own. Oh, and no. she made it through maybe like the first third before she gave up. So like she was well on her way and then became a teenager and it just all dropped mm. although she still plays animal crossing she still plays animal crossing but i think i think a lot of uh dads around my age listen to our podcast in our community i think they all wish like that that what you just described between you and your dad is what they would all sign up for if they could it's gotta be really special yeah, I think I think definitely that's part of it is making sure that um, you know, the kids still playing the games that they like. My dad was really only into Zelda. You know, as we got more consoles, I was playing other stuff, but he was really only playing Zelda. He tried a couple other things, but that was really what drove us to get the next console every time. Um, I feel like Victoria is also in the stage or age that uh, that I was when I kind of started falling out of it a little bit. When I started caring what people thought about me and I, you know, I still kind of liked it, but um, maybe limited to whatever, whatever games, um, you know, were, were cooler at that time. For me, it was like Guitar Hero and stuff. Uh, everybody was playing Guitar Hero. Um, so, you know, I played that because everybody else was playing that. But that was kind of when I dropped out of Pokemon because it wasn't cool. Like what 13, 14 year old girl plays Pokemon? Like that's to somebody that age. It's, it's weird. It was then. I wonder if it is now. I don't know. Probably not. I I mean, that's another one. Victoria and I, we have all the guitar heroes. We we still have them from Wii. We have Rock Band 4. I've probably dropped $200 of DLC into it over the years. She stopped playing that too. Uh, 
So now I just got all this stuff sitting around. I'm just like, hey, do you want to play? And she's like, no. But she's into Animal Crossing, and I feel like that's what's popular now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like, you know, when she gets a little bit older and she stops being, you know, caring if that she's cool or or whatever. She told me last night for Christmas she wants Air Force Ones. What's that? The Nike shoes. Oh, yeah. They have to be the specific kind of Air Force Ones. She wants to fit in, want to be cool. Yeah. That's, That's how I was. Hmm. Okay. So... Anything else from like pre, I don't know, college? Any fun facts or stories, anecdotes you'd like to share? (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't know if you have a specific topic or or anything. To be honest with you, you're crushing them. You're running through them all. Like I keep throwing them out, and you are just slaying them left and right. (laughs) Um, The next, the next one that I put down is. So tell me about your life now. Tell me about Sam. What about Sam? Just tell me about him. Like I just like, we hear Sam all the time. Awesome. I, yeah. I like Sam. Like, I don't. I don't talk about him a lot. Exactly. What is to be a great time for at least me and our patron folks to get to yeah, have we... the understanding of what what Sam is when you say the word Sam. <laughs> That's true. He, okay, so we we met um, our second year of college. There's actually a funny story where my first year of college. Um, Where'd you go to college? My- Okay, so I, I went to Gettysburg College out okay. in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. People hear of Gettysburg. I feel like people hear Gettysburg and I've gotten like, why did you want to go to school in Virginia? And people like don't know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in Virginia. <laughs> For anyone who needs As a history to buff, I find that hilarious. But I've seen yeah, I've yeah. seen like those Fallon things people where people can't know. pick out anything on a map so that doesn't surprise me at all people hear gettysburg and they know history but they don't necessarily know like if you're not into history or into yeah. geography you might not know where that is of course not. it's out in the middle of nowhere pennsylvania several miles many miles south of like remember the titans Harrisburg. you gotta run through the woods and, and all that stuff like. <laughs> so i went to i went to college the year um that i went i remember my dad asked me, and this is about like two and a half hours away from where I live. My dad's saying, Hey, like I have a friend, um, you know, we have the, you know, this, this guy that he's known for a long time, um, who somebody, his, somebody on his son's baseball team is going to Gettysburg college. He's in the same class as you, you know, the same year. Um, do you know him? Sam last name. I'm like, dad, like it's, it's not a huge school, but it's big enough that I'm not going to know everybody in my class. Like, I don't know who this person is. Like, he's not in any of my classes. You know, I'm probably never going to meet this person. Um, flash forward to the next year when I ended up meeting this Sam last name person. Um, he turns out he lives 15 minutes away from where I grew up. Wow. So that small that world. Was, yeah, that was a small world because I, I noticed one time when, because we ended up living in the same building. How did you meet? Yeah, I was going to say, how did yeah, you meet? Yeah, so we were, we ended up living in the same building our second year. Um, and I think the first time that we actually met was I saw him and a couple other people playing this card game. I was coming home from work one night and I saw them playing a card game in kind of like the, the building's little community lobby like area. area. And I knew the card game that they were playing, and I really wanted to play it with them. So I Pokemon? went back into my suite. No, no, like a like a card. No, like a like a. I don't like know playing cards was like euchre. Like playing cards. It was something. I don't poker, remember. Poker, blackjack, gotcha. No, nah, something. It was something like that, though. Sure. 
Um, but I remember I had just learned how to play that game over the summer. This was the beginning of the school year. And so I went back into my like little apartment area and I begged my best friend, like, come out. Like, I don't want to be the only one to like ask to play this with them. Like, it's a bunch <laughs> of, you know, boys. Some of them are cute. I'm like, come with me. Like, let's, let's go play with them. And, and we went out and introduced ourselves. And that was the first time I met him. Um, and so we, we kind of got in with that group a little bit and, you know, this is college, you know, the same group that we're, we're going to dinner with, we're, you know, walking to class together with, uh, things like that. It was on campus. Um, and you know, one time I noticed that he was wearing uh, a sweatshirt from a school that was nearby. I'm mm. like, could that be the same, the same school? Like, uh, it was a private school that's nearby cause he went to private school. Um, and, and it was, and that's when we found out that we, we live like 15 minutes away from each other. I felt like everything that we, as we got to know each other, there were so many like overlapping similarities between us. Like we both love the Phillies. Like we both, we're both only children. We're both, and it kept going on like so many overlapping things about us that uh, same area, probably same background, a lot of same, I don't know, like philosophy, you know, very that's much, cool. Yeah, very so much just so. that familiarity was a great like icebreaker to kind of just. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so that's how we got closer. And it took him six months to ask me out. I'm just saying that it took that long. It took that long. <laughs> Is that too long? No, I think it helped that we were friends before we started kind of like, it turned out that we both really had feelings for each other and everybody knew it except for us. Mm. <laughs> okay. And we got teased about it until we finally started like officially dating. <laughs> It's cute. Um, and that was your second year in college? Yes. So you guys have just been together ever yeah, since? Yeah, we've been together ever since. That works. He hasn't gotten sick of me yet. That works. Um, <laughs> so like, so now, what, what what's, does he have like his own place or? No. So after college, I went to grad school. Um, so we both kind of moved back in with our parents. He's looking for a teaching job because he's a teacher. Mm. Um I was going to grad school, you know, racking up even more debt. Um, so for the sake <laughs> of saving money, we both moved in uh, back in with our parents. But it works out because we we live so close. 15 minutes. Um, 15 minutes. Yeah, we still, you know, see each other all the time. Um, you know, we've been able to. Um, at this point, we're, we're both trying to find, like, permanent jobs because in this – the area that we're living in um, – We've been bouncing around like long-term sub jobs. Um, we're trying to find something more permanent, but the, we both have full-time jobs this year. Going to be the whole year, so we're at the point where like we're starting to be able to afford to look for our own place. Um, but it's really been just like a financial thing. Sure, I mean that'll be very freeing. I uh, I never like stayed with too many people for a long time, so it's not the same. You're probably you know like you're way more at home with your parents and everything, but like the idea of having to not live. Like to to not live by myself is just, you get used to it, you know, like once you're out on your own, just kind of just, yeah. Okay. I I think we're very lucky because we're, we're able to save up this money while we live, you know, comfortably. Like, (laughs) I know Um, everybody has that. So a lot of folks may not know, but what did you go to school for? What are you, what are you doing? So I am a school counselor. Um, I, yeah, I have my master's degree. I got my undergrad in psychology and writing. Um, it's not always what I had planned to do. I actually went to school. I, I was actually declared a French major my first year of college, which is quite <laughs> different <laughs> than what I ended up doing. I think people are usually surprised when I say that. 
My my mother in law is a Spanish major. Were you um were you just not you didn't have any idea of what you wanted to do, so you just like dropped into Not really. So I let me back up like way more. Sure. <laughs> I wanted to be when I was growing up, I wanted to be a writer. Like I okay. wanted to write books. And then when I got old enough to realize that's not really a career, like people don't really make I mean some people do, but most people don't make a career out of like sitting down and writing novels. Like it's most people have a job and then they most write a people book. have a job. Exactly. And that, that's when I realized that I'm like, oh, no, like I have to do something else to actually pay bills. Um, so in high school, I was very into foreign languages. I took French for five years. I was also I took Spanish in high school, too. Um, I enrolled in like a summer Arabic course. Like I just wanted everything to do with like. Can you still languages. speak French? I can speak enough French that if you plop me down in a French speaking country, I can get by. Wow. But I don't, I've, I've never been able to speak fluently. If that's that's impressive. Um, I definitely forgotten a lot over the years. I wish it's like one of those, if you don't use it, you lose it. Like they told me that and you know, you don't want to believe it, but it's true. Um, so I wish I had stuck with it. Ah, youth. <laughs> <laughs> you never want to believe anything. <laughs> I, okay. So one of the things that I've been, um, working on trying to get my kids to realize or listen to me on is um all right so like i grew up the way that i did was rebellious probably not the right word but was pretty independent so i understand like that resistance that feeling to just instantly be resistant so the thing that i tell my kids now is i'm like look your your grandparents your parents like us your friends at church all we're trying to do is give you wisdom to help you along the way Cause we've been there and we've done some things. I was like, but it's completely solely up to you to choose to use it. I was like, and, and you're where you are in your life right now. You're going to hate hearing it. You're not going to want to do it. I was like, but I'm just trying to get you to convey that if you choose to accept it and actually use it, you'll be so much better off. You have an advantage (laughs) over everyone else your age. I was like, I know how hard it is to listen to, but if you would only step outside yourself and hear this plea of mine, you'll be so much better off. Yeah. Uh, it's that it feels you don't want to hear it. and i feel like that's part of childhood do. too you don't you don't listen to it and that's part of growing up yeah yeah <laughs> because i feel like it's you learn it yourself and that's probably better you're probably better for that anyway you um, really learn it like when you learn it for yeah. yourself out of mistake <laughs> or something it sticks yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true so did you ever like did you ever go to france or anything like that uh, so um in high school, I ended up I, uh, I I did go to France um, for like a week trip with my choir. Um, wow. We went to we went to London and Paris um, because we competed. So that was every four years you, you would have a competition somewhere. They would pick somewhere. You fundraise money. I went door to door fundraising money to go on this trip. Um, so I, I did go there. That's was the first time I, I've been to Europe. Um, I did go to Europe in college. I can touch on that when we get there later. Um, But then by the time I – so I was in high school and I'm like, okay, I really like French. I really like languages. I'm going to go to college. I picked Gettysburg because they had a really good language program there. And then by the time I got there and I realized like, 
okay, college language classes are so much harder than high school classes. Like I was so good at it in high school. When I got to college, the whole class, like my textbook was in completely in French. There's no English. You get points off if you speak in English. Like you can't even ask how to say something. Like everything has to be in French. I had to go to all these like extra things after class. Like I also wasn't like super into the culture aspect of it. I I was very into like the the language itself, like the grammar, the, the vocabulary, all that aspect of it. But I didn't like all this extra stuff that I had to do, which was also required for it. Um, so I wasn't into that. And I was like, okay, I got I to gotta change what I'm doing because I can't keep doing this for four years, which I feel like I had this plan. Like I was going to become fluent in French, get a job being like a translator or interpreter, or like some fancy government job or whatever sure. um, that would pay well. Work at the embassy. I, I couldn't do it. It wasn't for me. Wow. I <laughs> so it um, changed drastically. I I always hated my foreign language classes. It never stuck with me. Most people, I think, don't like them. My the thing that I always tell folks is, I earned every bit of the D that I got in Spanish too. No, <laughs> and I breeze walked through high school, and, and to be honest with you, even mostly college. Like I was always great at every class I went to, and never really struggled grades wise, except for foreign language. Our teacher did a like a like a curve spanish too and they said um all right anything that you write on yourself in permanent marker you can use on the final <laughs> i covered myself in permanent marker <laughs> i wore short shorts so i had like extra thigh room i'm talking <laughs> words hilarious. and charts and stuff from that's p- a good one from pinkies all up my arms, all down my legs. I mean, I had the whole thing. And the person behind you was probably thrilled about that too. <laughs> I got a 74 on the final, which got me a 72. I passed with a 72. Oh my god! Like I needed that 74 so bad. <laughs> my teacher was like, I remember I stayed, I stayed late because I was actually for, I was in, I was afraid of failing. Like I was in failing criteria, and she was, I stayed after. So she grade my final and she was like, I can't believe it. She's like, you just passed. <laughs> wow. That's dedication. I feel like the teacher needs to look at that and be like, okay, he's he's trying. <laughs> and yeah, I was like that covered in permanent ink for like a week. Couldn't <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Everybody <laughs> okay. everybody made fun of me, of course, but that wasn't uncommon. I did all kinds of dumb shit like that in high school so <laughs> no languages came came naturally to me that was i was not good at math was that was not oh. my thing at all numbers i'm still not good at it which was kind of a shame because i was very interested in like computers and you know i i feel like if i had been better at math and numbers and algorithms and stuff that i might have chose to go in a career with like programming or keyboarding or something sure. uh, co- coding things yeah. like that um but I, I I couldn't do that. I was so I did what I was good at, and then when I got to college, I wasn't good at it as much as I thought I was, or I probably would have been. But I this is hard. I I, I, I didn't have the same interest in it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's not to say that I wasn't a hard worker. I was always a hard worker, but it it wasn't sticking as much as it did before. So and it hurts when you don't have like that drive or you're not as like pat, you're not as yeah. into it. It's, it becomes yeah. more trouble. I also knew that I wanted to study abroad um, later in college. That's something I always wanted to do in like a, in a foreign country. And I didn't want to do it in any of the French speaking countries that my college had like a partnership with. Okay. Um, 
So I wanted to keep my options open with that. And as a French major, you had to do it in a French speaking sure. country. Like that, that was a requirement. Of course. <laughs> because they want you to get fluent. Like you're like, I want to go to Australia. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't do that if you're a French major. Um, so then later that year, I, um, I switched to psychology because I knew I, there were options with that. With psychology, there were a number of things you could do. Pretty much with psychology, you have to go to school after college, though. Like, you can't really do anything with a bachelor's in psychology. But that's okay because I, I felt like I knew I was going to go get my master's at some point. Like, growing up with a with a parent teacher. as a teacher, yeah, yeah you pretty much know, like, okay, college is your only option. Like, Bare you don't minimum. have another choice. Yeah. <laughs> You're also going to get your master's at some point. If not right away, somewhere you're eventually going to go do it. Like, that's just the expectation. Um, so I knew, like, well, if I if I do psychology, like, I don't need to know what I want to do with psychology. Like, I can figure that out later and then go to grad school and get, you know, a specialized degree in something else. And that's what I did. Um, I ended up taking a lot of, uh, like, adolescent development uh, classes in college. Um, and I really liked those because I was good at them. Um, so I ended up doing um, like uh, like childhood cognitive psychology and things like that was my capstone. Um, and then that's when, when I decided, okay, like I knew I was going to either go to grad school at that point for school counseling or school psychology. Sure. I ended up picking school counseling um, for whatever reason. Then I went and got my master's in that. Now you're the counselor. Now I'm the counselor. And I was able to study abroad in a not French-speaking country. Um, I picked Denmark because I wanted to go somewhere that at least most people spoke English as like their, you know, as their their second language at least, you know, that I could go there and not have to worry about being completely lost. Um, And everybody in Denmark speaks English, like perfectly better than probably most americans so what was Um, what was denmark like i've never i've never been i've never been out of the country oh my god denmark was amazing so i lived there for five or six months it was scary it was like the scariest thing i ever did was getting on that plane and going to denmark i lived with a host family sure um so i lived with it was you know it was a mom and a dad and they had three kids and a bunch of pets. So it was totally different than anything, you know, any family <laughs> that I grew up with um, because I didn't have any siblings. So I, I had three siblings for for a semester. Um, I lived uh, like 30 minutes out of the city. So I took Is it like complete strangers school. or do you like get complete to know them? Complete strangers. Really? Like when, when I, yeah. So I What's got matched like? with them. You, you fill out a survey of like your living preferences or whatever. And I tried to keep it as open as possible because I, I wanted to get matched with somebody. Like, sure. Because you had two options. You could either, well, actually my, my college, you had to live with a host family. Your other option was you could live like in an apartment in the city, which, you know, with, other American students, but I wouldn't have done that anyway, because I feel like you get the full experience of like of cultural experience living with a real family um, in the country. How old were you? Um, I was 20. Wow. I'm not going to lie to you. Like 20. my, <laughs> the first thing that hits my head when I think about this is like, this is a great premise for like a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've ever seen the movie Taken, don't oh, watch that's Taken right. No, I have seen before that. you go abroad. <laughs> Your parents will worry about you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's really terrifying. Like I can only imagine like you're in a you're in a foreign place, um, like literally, but you're in a foreign home 
and you're like just in this bedroom and you're like trying to sleep and you're like, I don't know these people that I'm staying with. And that's crazy. It was exciting. But then that first night it hit me. I'm like, okay, I can't go home. Like I'm here for five months. Yep. <laughs> they they do speak English, but they also like at dinner, they speak Danish and I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> and there's some fun stories with that too. Like what? Um, um, <laughs> let me give you the background of like the family that I was living sure. with. The, the dad spoke the least amount of English, but like they all knew some. The mom did speak English. The kids are really the ones who knew it the most. We had um, the mom's name was Anya. The dad's name was Henrik. Uh, the oldest son, Daniel, he spoke English the best because he was probably like 17 or so. And if you're under the age of like 30 in Denmark, you speak English really well. Gotcha. Like you, that they teach it to you. You, you know it. You know, um, and then they had a, another, uh, the middle child was Isabel. Um, she was probably like 15, 14 or 15 or so. And then the youngest Andreas, he was like 12 or 13. Um, and so they, they spoke Danish, you know, the TVs in Danish, everything's in Danish, except for when they're talking to me is in English. And so normally during dinner, like, and I took a Danish language class when I was there, but like, I feel like I was at most able to pick up some words, say a couple sentences. The purpose of the Danish class was just to learn enough so that when you're, you know, when you're there and living there and going about your day in Denmark, you could know enough to get by. But again, everybody speaks English, so it really wasn't a big deal. Um, <laughs> the one time at dinner, I love telling this story. I was overhearing them arguing and the youngest one, Andreas would always like argue about everything and blame his siblings for everything because what, you know, 12 year old sibling doesn't blame their siblings for everything. And I'm like listening to try to get like what this argument is about. Um, and I was kind of picking up some keywords. Like I knew that the the Danish word for chicken is like cooling. I'm listening to him like starting to yell at Isabel for something about the, the cooling nuggets. I'm like, okay, well, like I'm trying to piece this together. The, like the night before we had gotten McDonald's for dinner and we had all these chicken nuggets um, that we had kept some extra ones in the fridge, like with all the leftovers. And so that day I took some for my lunch because it's the fridge like you pack your lunch you know i go about my day that night he was yelling at isabel for eating his chicken nuggets that i had brought with me and i'm sitting here piecing together this conversation like isabel's getting torn apart from andreas for eating her chi his chicken nuggets and i'm sitting there like realizing oh my god she's getting blamed and i'm just sitting here like the american not saying anything <laughs> like i don't know what you guys are talking about i don't speak danish so just like little little bits and pieces like sus. that. That was sus. I was very <laughs> sus. <laughs> That's all I was sitting here thinking about was you said I was just, just that little character just <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about the word um chicken in Danish is cooling, which shouldn't be confused with cooling, even though it looks like that. Cooling means kitten. So if you go and Oof. order a cooling sandwich at the store, they're gonna give you some weird looks. That makes sense. Sandwich. So when you go live with these people, do you like, do you acclimate into like the family system? Do you like do chores or, or something like that? Or is it kind of like a roommate situation where you just kind of come and go on your own? Yeah, I, 
I helped out with chores and stuff. The, I was very lucky with my placement. The mom, Anya, she like, she would tell me not to do anything. Like she did my laundry. Like I would come home oh, from wow. school and she would like have my laundry done. I'm like, Anya, like you don't have to do my laundry. Like I do my, my own laundry at home. Like I can, but she did it for all the other kids. So like to me, I was just another one of her kids. Sure. She worked so hard like um and so i i did help out around the house and you know stuff i mean like but that. were they like, looking out for you like did you have like a curfew or rules or anything like that no no so no i didn't i mean they knew i was an adult i was the oldest one there like they um would you know i had my, you know a cell phone um so you know i i um I just couldn't imagine. Kept in touch with them. They they made sure I was safe. But right. That's no, what I'm I trying to think I of. I couldn't imagine a foreign twenty year old coming to live with me. Like, do I take care of them? Like, are they, what do I do? <laughs> How does this work? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they just wanted to make sure I wasn't gonna like go off and like die. Of course. Like, so. Of course. <laughs> because they they are responsible to make sure I don't die. Um. You know. So I made sure I let them know if I was like you know gonna be out late or or whatever. Denmark is very safe. Denmark is not like. America, you could go out all hours of the night. Like there's when I was there actually, they had their first shooting in like 30 years or something. Oh, like wow. one person died. Right when you was, showed up. It was on news for a long time. Everybody started looking it, it at Rebecca. Very, <laughs> it was if you Google it, like this was a big deal to them. It was in 2015. They um they had this shooting and I was actually coming back from a, like a it was like a weekend class trip or something like that in another part of Denmark. And I was coming home from the train and I was actually passing by the area where it happened like an hour before it happened. And they were texting me like, oh my God, like, are, where are you? Are you okay? This shook them because shootings do not happen of in course. Denmark. It was something that would probably make like a little segment on the nightly news if it was Philadelphia. Of course. Um, and they, they were very concerned after that. They're like, do you feel safe here? Like, you know, what can we do to make you feel like, you know, you're going to be safe Can you let us know what country? you were doing between the hours of seven? <laughs> no, but like, it, it was a culture shock to me because like, I was like, of course I'm okay. Like I wasn't there. Like I don't, it was very different to me. Did you whip out your he, nine millimeter? You're like, I'm good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like to them, it was weird. I visited a um, Danish high school. Um, one of my first couple weeks that I was there uh, to do like a comparison because they wanted to meet Americans. We wanted to meet you know, Danish teenagers and listening to some of the differences. They were shocked when they saw us and we were not all overweight. Like, um, oh, yeah. You know, they, the image of us was very, they, yeah, we were not, you know, boisterous. Um, they wasn't what they were expecting at all when they saw us. And so we were talking with them. They, uh, thought it was very bizarre that we do things like say the Pledge of Allegiance in the classroom. Like we were telling them what high school is like for us and how it differs from their high school. They, their high school is like they're allowed to use their phones when they want to, they have a lot more freedom. So many different culture shocks. Wow. They, there's a very big bike culture in Denmark um, where everybody rides their bikes. You're more likely to get hit by a bike when you're like like the bicycle or like like motorcycle. Bicycle, bicycle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have pictures where you know outside of any given building, there's dozens of bicycles lined up that people rode. Like businessmen ride their bikes to work. Um, in Denmark, you can leave your baby out in, you know, the stroller outside in the store. If it's a nice day, go in, do your shopping, come back out. Your baby's fine. Like you just go about your day. Like it's, that's normal to them. Wow. Um, lots of different culture shock things, uh, in Denmark. 
This is um, fascinating. Um, what were you, what did you do besides like, like you, you went to the high school and then like you stay with the family, but like, what were you doing? I was, I, I mean, I had classes. I, I was okay. there to study. So you abroad. were going so to had, school. I was going to school. Yeah. So I, I still had like a full course load, which it was the easiest semester of my entire life really? because I feel like they, they do not, you know, they know that you're studying abroad. They were more, I think, to try to make sure that we were getting some kind of cultural experience than really caring about what we were sure. doing in class. Um, every week we would have like a, um, some kind of culture experience where we would go to some part of Denmark and learn something that they Okay, like as a group. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um probably the coolest thing. You know, I I was so honestly in my head Johnny. I know it's called studying abroad, but in my head I had like this idea that like you stay with a family, you had a job, you went and saw things and like maybe you reported in like once a week or something. Like I was kind of thinking yeah, you no, were just no, like no. I, I still had classes every day. Okay. Okay. Um, but they also gave us travel breaks um, because they want you to like experience Europe and like experience other parts of the country. So we had built in travel breaks. I think we had, we had three travel breaks. One of them was already planned out for you with your core course, which mine was um, a positive psychology class. Um, so for that week, I went with my whole class to London and did like all these learning experiences in London about positive psychology. Um, but then we also had our own time to kind of go explore it and do whatever we wanted to do. Um, what, was so your was favorite, to- what was your favorite like exploration thing? What was your favorite thing that you did? Well, I was going to say the other trips that I did were on my own. And so I was able to go to a couple other countries. Like I went to Finland was probably the coolest thing. I um, did all these cool Finnish uh, cultural things. Like I did, um, I forget what they call it. Basically, I jumped into a frozen lake in Finland in the middle of January, in the middle of the night and like jumped out and went into this Finnish sauna was probably the coolest thing that I ever did. Wow. Um, it was it was like a crazy thing but we had this Finnish man who was like teaching us all these like we learned how to do Finnish curling and so many snow activities on a frozen lake so I was able to go to a couple different countries while I was there like uh, Switzerland Um, Sweden is like a hop away from Denmark I was able to go there for a day I went to Poland I went to Auschwitz to visit with my friend yeah because Europe, you can travel pretty easily. Like things are cheap there when you're traveling. Once you're already there, you stay at a hostel for like twelve dollars a night. Um, That's a scary movie. <laughs> I've never seen it, but yeah, there there is some sketch. Like it's a rough watch. Definitely some sketchy <laughs> parts of it, you know. But I was always with other people. I was always with you know groups, a group people that I knew. Yeah. So it was never too scary. I think feel pretty safe. <laughs> I don't know if my parents would have liked everything I did, but <laughs> they don't need to know. <laughs> they they helped fund it, but they don't need to know. <laughs> how how would how much did something like that cost? So the actual studying abroad part was this my college had a partnership with the institution that I studied at. So it was the same that I would spend on a normal tuition okay. for a normal semester. Oh wow. It was just the extra stuff that, you know, had to come out of pocket. Sure. Um, which my parents were really awesome and, and helped me with. Wow. What an experience. Uh, probably the coolest experience when I was there was, and I was going to say, because I am a good student. I never skipped class or anything like this, but I skipped class to go do this. I had the meanest teacher for travel writing. He wasn't even Danish. He was British. Michael Booth, you can look him up. He is like the snobby British travel writer. Um <laughs> 
Tell us how you really feel. On the day of, so in Denmark, they they have a queen. They have a royal family. Um, and every year on the queen's birthday, she comes out, and the whole family comes out onto the balcony of like the cathedral and whatnot. And they wave to the people of Denmark and they, um, it's this very special thing. Then they parade around Copenhagen and I wanted to go see it. It was the queen's 75th birthday this year. They were making a big deal out of it. It's a big thing that like, bunch of Danish people go see and I you know we all wanted to go do it and I had Michael Booth's travel writing class that morning and he's like no you cannot skip my class to go do this and we're like are you kidding me like what's more important here like getting a cultural experience that you'll never get to do again for the rest of your life or learning about writing like I'm sorry I skipped class I don't care Um, so I went and I did that and it was awesome and I ended up going to my my other class later that night because it didn't conflict with that schedule. And Michael Booth saw me <laughs> going back onto the train. And I I had emailed him earlier in the day that I, I was feeling sick. I wasn't able to, to go to his class. He's like, I'm so glad to see that you were better because you were feeling out and better. about in Copenhagen later this afternoon. <laughs> and like, he definitely saw him definitely wow. knew. And he told us we were going to get our grade lowered if we did that. And I didn't get my grade lowered. So he was full of shit. <laughs> i would have i don't um, regret it i'm so bad i would have just been like yeah i'm not going like no i don't ex- regret it at all because no excuse necessary do you have any idea how many times i've told my teachers so i'm just not going to be there <laughs> i ended up being feet away from the queen she waved at me i have a picture of her waving at me it was that's the awesome thing ever so i don't regret it yeah Skip class. Like, if you're listening to this and you're in high school, skip class if you have something cool to do. Just, just skip class. That's that's like, the big takeaway from this entire thing. Just skip really class. <laughs> As a school counselor, I'm telling you, skip class. Yeah, I was oh, – growing up the way I did, like, you get to a point where, like, you'd, I'd never cared much about, you know, like, formalities and things like that. Like, the niceties that we do. Like, hey, I'm not feeling well. Like, cough, cough. I've literally just been like, I'm leaving. And I've got <laughs> up and just walked out. Like, I'm just like, what are you going to do? Tackle me? Like, <laughs> I'm going to leave now and you do whatever you've got to do. That's fine. But I'm going to leave. <laughs> I feel, I don't know. I feel like, and then the next semester when I was back home at, um, at college, I ended up taking, uh, some sociology class about Scandinavia. I took it because it's going to be the easiest day ever. I lived there for five months and we ended up getting a book assigned to us that was written by Michael Booth. And you and were like, the class oh. loved all the stories that I had to tell about. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking like it constantly just keeps haunting you. He just keeps showing up. You just keep going. You're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> the professor thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, is it like, um, is it like Eurovision? just like a lot of pop song have you seen that movie Mm-mm. oh never mind that was a no, dumb no. joke then no but i i ended up seeing um some movies for the first time in danish like i saw uh tangled in danish yeah i'd never seen tangled before i like that i was one. living with a family and they they watched their movies in danish of course um when in Rome. Yeah, it, it was it was very cool um i ended up being in a choir while i was there which was cool i was with the danish um the, the copenhagen I think it was the, the, the Copenhagen University Choir. So every Wednesday night, I would go back out into the city and uh, do you sing in, sing in Danish. Over. No, it was it was in English. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know if I would be able to sing in Danish, but they all speak English. Sounds like <laughs> so a hell of an experience that you've had. It was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it know? sounds like it. I was very fortunate to be able to do that. Wife wants to go to to Europe, but we can't go. We'll go like when when we don't have kids, I guess kids are so expensive like even just a trip to the beach like everything's twice as expensive so we'll go later but it's Mm -hmm. like i'm 
pretty terrible when it comes to traveling. Not going to lie. Kind of hate traveling. <laughs> it's like it's a it's one of those things that everybody loves to do. Until you're doing it. <laughs> until you're doing it, right? Like you love to do it until you're actually waiting to get on the plane and on the plane and waiting to get off the plane. It's like all of that stuff I hate. No, so. I'm not. I'm not that way. I love traveling. I um, I, I think I'm pretty well traveled. I, I tried to make it a point to go to as many countries as I could while I was there, especially because it was so cheap. Oh, of course. Usually just traveling with like, you know, two or three other people. We don't mind getting cheap hostels because we're not spending that much time there anyway. Um, so once you're already there, if if you don't mind, and obviously if you're with kids, like you're not going to do it that way. But yeah. when you're when you're a college kid, it's like my ideal, um, my ideal like European vacations. Like I just go to like Ireland and play golf <laughs> and like sit in the hotel room. <laughs> I did go to Ireland when I was there. I was in Dublin. Nice. Yeah, like I don't actually do any of the cultural thing. I'm not w- walking around. <laughs> I'm just like hanging out, eating, and then oh, playing okay. golf. That's it. That's okay too. <laughs> The food. Oh my God. So much good food. In yeah. Europe. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And my host, my host mom was a good cook. She cooked every night. It's amazing. Did Sam go with you? Sam didn't go with me, but he actually visited me there for a week. Oh. Yeah, he came over. So during his, I guess it was his spring break at college, he did come and visit. And that was the first year that we were dating. Um, I guess the year, the year after it's a big impression. We we hadn't even been, yeah, we hadn't even been dating for a year yet. And he came to Denmark with me or not with me, but like he visited while I was there. I actually, um, got very, very sick the night that he was coming in. Um, I had just gotten back from whatever weekend trip that I was on and I must've eaten something bad or, you know, drank bad water or something. And I was throwing up, not doing well. And I had to go, I had to wake up early to go, you know, I had to take the bus to take the train to go into the city to take the metro to the airport. And when he's coming in, like, you know, you don't necessarily have the the phone capabilities in another country, you know, you don't have the yeah the, have service the service yet. Yes. Um, so we didn't have that. So I, I couldn't really even communicate with him. So I was running late with that. I thought I was like dying on the way to go pick him up. He ended up being in the airport for like probably thinking that I forgot about him in some foreign country. Like he's sitting there waiting. Terrified. But, yeah, I would be. It ended up working out. Okay. Um, yeah, we were very, very lucky to be able to do that. That's a big so move. Big, yeah, big yeah. power move. Look at him. That was, that was his Christmas present that year from his parents, a plane ticket to come see me. And wow. I was glad because my host parents let me keep this random man in, in their house. And yeah. they have like now five kids in their house. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was. I'm, I'm still yeah. trying to put myself in the shoes of like the, of Henrik. <laughs> 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 wow. Um, okay. So I've got all these other questions, but they're all like married questions. Um, I don't want to like step outside my bounds, but like, so what's the plan? So like you and Sam are going to move out together. What's the plan? Are you guys, were you thinking, are you thinking marriage? You're not thinking that type of stuff or kids? You're not thinking that type of stuff. (laughs) I mean, I figure we're going to get married someday. It's just, they were not living together yet. We've been together for like more than six years. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> know that I want to like you know we get we get along <laughs> yeah I want to be with them hey that's half um, the battle like I don't put, hate you every day he puts up with me I put up with him you know it works yeah. out <laughs> no I think um just 
because of you know the the situation that we're in you know we we are eventually going to look to get like an apartment or house or something within the next soon ish time frame um you know because we have more stable jobs now so that like i want to live with him before i commit to marrying with him i'm not marrying someone that i'm not living with already Uh oh we're gonna find out all (laughs) the things you didn't know Find out all the things um I'm sure we would eventually have kids. I don't want kids right now. I can hardly even take. Well, that's the reason I asked. I don't want to pry or get too much, but like some (laughs) people just don't want kids. You know, it's an interesting like conversation. Right now, I don't want kids. Sure. Someday I might. Okay. And then he's the same way. Someday we might. I don't know. Um, Sam also games. A lot of people may not know that about Sam. He does. Yeah, he's not a Nintendo gamer. He likes to make fun of Nintendo. Yeah. He he has always had PlayStation growing. PlayStation guy. Yeah. Hear that XP. Future recruitment because (laughs) he, um, we, you know, we kind of do our own thing with gaming, but then like sometimes we'll introduce each other to games that we like kind of, I got him into animal crossing for a solid month. It was amazing. Um, it was amazing. Look at your face. (laughs) You said it was amazing. (laughs) He hasn't touched it since. I was so happy. Um, no, like we'll, we'll play, like we play Rocket League together. We've been into Fall Guys lately together. I love that game. Um, so like multiplayer stuff we play together. We I cannot wait for Fall Guys to come to Switch. Oh my God. It's definitely going to happen. It's, it's going to be It's got to happen. It's, 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 it's a shame happen. that they didn't. It's a shame that Nintendo didn't get the deal that PlayStation got. I know. Like it's just a shame that it's, it's yeah. Well, nobody knew that it was going to get that big. Of course. But I, I do um, love that game. We play, we've, we play a lot of multiplayer stuff together. Like we play through Human Fall Flat together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he'll like do his own thing. Like he's really into things like Red Dead Redemption and The Last of Us. Last of Us. I don't. I'm not into that as much because I don't have PlayStation. I'm not as into it either. Stuff. Not into it either, Rebecca. Just <laughs> that's heartbreaking, you know, Donnie. Not not all that into it either. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> did he, he liked it though? Right? Didn't he like it? He did. Yeah, he yeah, did. That's I good. think he went back and was going to replay the first one and then play the second one again. Yeah, I'm going to replay the first one. Just to get the taste out, but like I, I gotta wait a bit. Like it's, I'm a little bruised. Like I need, so I need some time away. <laughs> like it's not you, it's me. <laughs> um. Okay. So, do you listen to other podcasts? I I don't really anymore. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is it just like a time thing? I should. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if there's if there's something that like okay, I'm really interested in like this particular topic, I'll listen to an episode of you know here or there or whatever sure. but but yeah i so the reason why i ended up getting into nintendo shack to begin with as a fan as a listener was i needed something to listen to on my commute to grad school and i tried a couple podcasts and the only one that stuck with me was the nintendo shack and that wow. was what i listened to like you know and my my commute wasn't long it was maybe 25 minutes um so the the episodes were good because i could pre- i could get through like an episode and then by the next week there was a new one for me to listen to um sure. and that was kind of the only one that stuck and then my god if you had told me back then that i was gonna I was gonna be a host someday how did you um oh, so one that's flattering as your co-host that's extremely flattering to hear i i try to be i try to be as polite and grateful as possible when people send nice things like that on the internet because a lot of times it can be seen as like I don't know if it's like fan servicey or just like, you know, common, but it's not a common occurrence. And some of these people will send, you know, like really nice messages. And it's like, they that, don't have to say those. But oh, of they course do. they, they go don't. Out of their way to say it. But it goes so far 
to making you want to keep doing it. Like it's so hard to tell people how much something like that can in, in, I don't know the right word, like empower you or like rejuvenate you or just keep you wanting to do it. It really does because I feel like if you didn't have those things, you wonder, well, who's listening to this? It kind of, you put it out and then it's kind of in the void. And if you don't hear anything back, you wonder like, is, is this something that people are enjoying? Are people listening to this? Are they like, you know, what's working, what's not working. Um, And so when you hear that feedback, you're right. And it's just that it's somebody saying like, you know, I like the show or sending me a question or like when a new person shows up in the discord, like a person you've never seen before and they're like, Hey, I listen to the show. You're like, wow, <laughs> that's yeah. That's, that's a really, it's a, just a, I don't know, like a dopamine hit to like really, you know, love doing it. So how did you, how did you get into the Nintendo? Like, how'd you find it? You just put in the I, I word. I don't even know. No, I think, I think like somehow I found you on Twitter. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have followed me. Or I do think I it appeared I, on my feed somehow. I get to be that hipster person. I was in on Rebecca before any of you and folks were in on Rebecca. You guys don't even know. I was there. <laughs> I was like the indie band person. I was the groupie. The real OGs remember when I was DK Maggie. Right. Exactly. One hundred percent. I was like, man, you Johnny come lately's. Um, so no, that that makes sense. So then I, I must have been looking for like podcast. I was like, I put it out there. I'm like, show me podcasts, you know, that I can listen to on my commute. And I downloaded it and I tried it out. And I don't, you know, I think it was still on the, I don't even think it had its own feedback that it was on the PSVG feed. Um, You're one I, of those people <laughs> deleting all the other stuff, just like left, right, left, right, left. So then that's the one, you know, the one that I kept coming back to and listening to him. Eventually it was the only one I was listening to. Wow. It's powerful. <laughs> My next question actually just is what made you decide to join PSVG? <laughs> because you asked me and I really wanted to. <laughs> I'd never done anything like that before. Like I streamed a little bit. Like I think I started getting in, into the streaming and whatnot to try to be more confident. And it, you know, it was scary. Like I, I've never done anything like be part of a podcast or, any, you know, put, put out media to somebody like that before. And, it's way scarier being, um, being a lady doing stuff like this on the internet i think i just i feel like i have not always been the most confident person and this year is i've been trying to just go out of my comfort zone and do more things and try to get more confident you know fake it till you make it you're a superstar that's what i told you the first time <laughs> um yeah so uh the i mean I, I know we told a little bit when when you joined Shaq, but like caroline told me she wanted to step away and it wasn't like planned. It was just like Kevin, actually. She basically was just like, yeah, I got to quit. And I didn't have like four shows to find somebody. It wasn't like a, I have always felt it's not that it's bad, but it, it never seems like you get any notice. <laughs> like I always kind of wish somebody would give me a notice. Like there's never an exit plan. It's just like, we're, I'm done. I quit. <laughs> it's like, wow, that helps. That helps our <laughs> listeners. Thanks. Um, so she's, Sometimes it's not, you can't always plan for it if you have to stop you have to stop it's not sure um when she did my my honestly my immediate thought was to ask you to join i just didn't think you'd want to um but it was just because you were a listener and you 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 came to the discord and we saw you on twitter i remember you used to send us pictures of the show like being played in your car and i was like that was (laughs) so cool because when you start a podcast, right, like one, just to hear somebody's listening is cool. And when they actually show you, like show a video of your thing in their car or on their TV, you're like, that's amazing. 
you know? <laughs> that's And that's where I always listened to it was like in my car driving. And I almost feel like, and actually nowadays my commute is three minutes, so it doesn't matter. But before last year, I almost felt like I have nothing to listen to on my commutes anymore <laughs> because I'm doing the show now. <laughs> I was losing that part of it. Um, so I, I was real excited to ask you to join. And I remember at first you were um, a little hesitant or a little shy, I think maybe. I didn't think I would be good at it. Nah, it's not that hard. You just got to be, especially with Shaq, like Shaq's its own thing. It's so not, you know, like the latest and greatest Nintendo everything. It's not super, it's topical, but it's not like super news break or anything like that. It's, it's just kind of a passion show, right? It's just like Nintendo fans being excited and geeking out over Nintendo things. That's really what Nintendo Shack is. So I knew well, from the get-go. I get to I get to talk about nerdy stuff Perfect. for two hours every week. <laughs> exactly. Um and I and I was I was keen on trying to keep uh you know female representation into that. I I always wanted uh, a female co-host on Nintendo Shack. I thought it was important to bring that because I think on the especially on the Nintendo side, not that there's not, but especially on the Nintendo side, I think there's like this whole other perspective and this whole other take that obviously I don't bring to the show, but it exists. It totally exists. I see it with my wife. I see it with my daughter. I see it with the people I interact. I see it with you. I've seen it with Caroline. Like there's this whole other thing that's going on that I wanted to be a part of the show. And I felt like in a part of it was separating or like standing out. You know, like it's every, there's 8,000 Nintendo shows that are just like that. I didn't want to be like that. I always want to do the other thing. And to be honest with you, I think a lot of it is from, it's from Pear and NVC. I think NVC is most always had, you know, a female co-host and Audrey, who I've shouted out a thousand times, like Audrey Drake, like I was her biggest fan. So it's just kind of me wanting to incorporate a lot of that. I was like, you know, I, I think it'd be great. So you were absolutely a stellar addition. I couldn't have, have landed a better person. And, and uh, we haven't talked about it. I was thinking about this yesterday after, um, after the, the tweets that came through last night, but like you and Garrett did the show where I was sick. And then I did the show with you, but I was still sick. And that was after the Xbox thing. So it was completely, I don't, I don't know if you and Garrett talked about it, but you went on the game explain show. I did. And you were on easy allies. These shows I that I've did. listened to forever. Like you're legit a superstar. I don't like all of that kind of happened at once. It's such a huge <laughs> a deal. We should have like, made like a whole <laughs> big deal about that on Nintendo Shack. And I was thinking about it last night. I was like, I completely didn't forget, but like with everything that I was doing, it just completely escaped me. It was pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. Like, I don't know like how, you know, I, I don't know. Like most people don't get these kind of opportunities. I don't. Nope. And I don't like to be somebody to like, I try to say yes to as many opportunities as possible if I can do them. Like, of course. I, I hate saying no. I hate closing doors or, you know, leaving them half open or whatever. So I, you know. I, I love I seeing it. I love seeing it because <laughs> back when you were DK Magpie, I was like, she's it. <laughs> Like, I just knew it. Like, you just have, you have, you have like, um, I don't know, just like a radiance, like a Nintendo fan radiance about you that oh, even, you. Through, I never, even through text, I ne people can pick it up. <laughs> I never thought that like I had anything like that or not that I, I don't even really ever even wanted anything like that originally. Like I made a Twitter account in 2017 to post my 
Breath of the Wild screenshots because to get the screenshots like on your phone, you had to post it to social media. And I didn't have a Twitter. I didn't have Facebook or anything like that. So I'm like, okay, I guess I better make a Twitter account to post my screenshots so I can have them. And I didn't realize, I guess, that there was a like a such a like-minded community I, I ended up following people who posted similar things and ended up making some friends finding a podcast uh, that i could listen to and doing you know doing all that stuff brought your and talent for writing you also do the twinfinite thing that was just like a like i saw the posting i'm like you know what that would be so cool to do so i applied for it and not thinking i would ever hear back i didn't have any published writing experience and they took a chance on me just like, cool. just like a podcast. Just like a podcast. See? You guys all take chances on me, and I don't know why, it's but you're I good. love it. <laughs> it's because you're good. It's absolutely because you're good, because it was easy. It was an easy thing. I was like, man, she's great. <laughs> um, I, I am, for one, super proud, because not only um, do you do that, and obviously you do the show, but you've got like just thousands of followers now, and and you're going on these other things, and it's just it's, it's awesome to sit back and see, because here's the thing, and I've said it a bunch, but I'll say it again. I told you when I asked you to join the podcast, right? I told you, I was like, you could absolutely be a GameSpot. You could be at IGN. You could be at Nintendo Life. If you wanted to do this, I think you could. You have it in you. That's very nice. It's just the truth. Yeah. I mean, I like what I do. I I like saying yes to opportunities. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in a year or two, three from now. Who knows? Um, I like what I do now. I don't want to stop doing what I do Plus you're streaming. And like you got, you got the new, the new oh, overlays and all the stuff. I decided recently that I do want to work towards being a Twitch partner at some point. It will Ooh. probably take some time. It's very hard to do that. Um, What's the difference like, between partner and affiliation? Um, it's it's fancier. You you make a little bit more money. You get that little fancy check mark next to your name. You um, uh, you get more perks of it. Okay. Um, you, know, you can do. do you have to have your- a certain amount of followers or something. It's not followers. Their requirements are a little bit odd. Um, you need to have. I think you need to s- stream so often. You need to have so many hours streamed. That that's the easy stuff to do. The hardest thing to um for the requirement is the average viewership. You need to have an average of seventy five viewers or more um for each each of your streams, and that's the that's the hard one that most people can't get, and I that's to that. just have the ability to apply. Like that's the minimum requirements to apply. You could have that apply, and you could still get rejected. They want to see that you're going to have that and grow for a longer period of time. Uh, which I I think my stream, considering the fact that I haven't been streaming that long, is pretty big. Yeah, for for what I've been doing, absolutely. Um, so far, um, so I think it, it would take some time. It would take a lot of work. The problem is that like most partners. I don't actually don't know if it's most, but a lot of partners do that full time, and that's not something I could ever it's like do their full career. Time. Yeah, career and that's streamers. Not something that I can do or want to do. I was going to um, ask you, like, what would that entail? So, like, is it like, like I, I'm thinking, like, you know, like we have like Doctor Disrespect, right? And he has like a whole team that's like editing and producing and stuff while he's, he's live like on the air. Top one, of course, point one percent of. But streamers. do you have any <laughs> aspirations for like? it being like production or you still just wanted to kind of be what you are, but yeah, maybe I mean, if you just grew the channel that way. No, I always want it to be something for fun. Like I don't okay. want it to be like a main form of income or anything okay. like that. I've always said, whatever money comes into the stream goes back into this stream or like comes out of the stream, comes back into it. So like, sure. um, you know, I did my overlay. I am going to be putting any other money towards like lighting and fancier. Setup. Do you have like a streamer logo yet? 
Do you have like a um, Forest Minish logo I, channel? I don't. Maybe I should work on my yeah. branding a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I love the branding stuff, if you can't tell. Um, that's just, and that's the stuff that I don't really know about. Like, I just started all this just for fun. Like, and I, I want it to be fun. I don't want it to be any more than a hobby and like just something that people enjoy that I enjoy. Um, the branding stuff. I feel like if, if you if you make it like a like a job, it's it's it takes it like it adds that layer of stress to it. And I don't want it to be. I want video games to be fun. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, I think I, I agree with that. I mean, that's like a there's like a psychological step when you think of it like a job. But I mean, to be good. To be affiliate, I would think that you would need to give it that sort of job-like commitment. You know, like it's yeah, got to be yeah. it's got to be a routine. Partners have yeah a schedule. Usually, they yeah. stream at the same exact time. That's hard for me to do um, for many reasons. But um, and then normally my streams are also very short, <laughs> which are okay. But um, it's it's harder to grow. Um, I think a lot of the times in that respect. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to work towards it. I'm not going to like stress myself out over it. Sure. But it's something that I would. This like is to fascinating. Have I've, got, I've got a lot someday. of questions. Yeah. Or like a lot of thoughts. So, like, uh, well, first thing, the branding stuff. Obviously, I did the Nintendo Shack. I, did, I just redid all. You're of really X, good at that kind of. I stuff. did all of her Xbox stuff. Um, I'm really proud of the Xbox stuff that I've done. I did the video intros and I did the logo. I did those myself, and I'm not an artist and I'm not creative. You can like freelance that. that stuff. You oh no, 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 no. I'm not that good. You're, yeah, you are. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's, it's a learned thing that I've done out of necessity for not wanting to spend money, you know, for other people to do it. I reached out to somebody wanting to do the Xbox stuff because I liked what we had, but I thought it was like flat and it wasn't like, so my thing, the reason I like the branding, it's not because I'm trying to build a brand or anything like that. Cause I'm not full, full, whatever. What am I trying to say? Like, Full truth. I don't know the right what the right word that I'm searching for, but just being completely honest. Disclaimer. Yeah, I don't really like streaming. That's okay. You know, it's like when I play games, like I don't like playing games that way. I don't like looking at my stream or my chat or There's, trying to monitor my OBS and stuff. It's like oh, very different from playing games by yourself um, and it's, it's some parts of that are good some parts of that are not good there are some games that i will not stream like for the first time that i'm playing it because it's definitely it's definitely different like you said um it's like podcasting <laughs> i love and this is fun like sitting here talking to you and all that and in the production of overlays and stuff i really like it but in my head, the reason I get I get like super into it is I have like this idea of how I want our podcast to be presented. Like I'm trying to convey a look or like a feel, you know, mm -hmm. like I want the Xbox show to look Xbox, to sound Xbox, the logo to look Xbox, to sound Xbox. I do the exact same thing with our Nintendo stuff. I want and they're very different, too. I actually think I like that, too, is trying to differentiate the two looks and feel. I guess it's like a feel is like. When Nintendo Shack starts, you get the Wii Shop music, the dun 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 dun, dun and yes. you get like the charm and it's the Mario and stuff, and it's colorful, it's very bright. Our overlay is very vibrant and red and yellow and all that, you know. And then the Xbox stuff's very edgy, like do like glitch, you know, gifts and make it very techy and have like you know motherboard backgrounds and stuff like that. I love that. I get way too weird into that iconography type stuff. That's the branding stuff that you're good at. It's very fun. It's very fun trying to find something that looks good. I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of on a high when I did the Xbox stuff because I, so I reached out to a person. I was like, look, I, I want to redo our Xbox stuff. I want it to, it's not good enough. It's not like what I want it to be. Nothing against what Kara did or what, you know, like for Nathan and we've used it for a long time, but now that it's my show, I wanted to do it my way. Right. 
And they quoted me five hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's, a like, that's a lot. That's a lot. We're way off. <laughs> So I was like, I'm going to try to do this. So I sat down I started messing with stuff. And like, I just took our old stuff. I found like a thin thing. I made it glow. I went with like a neon type idea. I've just recently like learned how to make things transparent. So I was playing with backgrounds and stuff. And when I kind of put it together, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I sat back. I was like, this is good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is real good. I did a real good job. Well, yeah, because I um, and I wanted a more professional overlay for mine. And before that, I did something that I just threw together and I thought it looked horrible. And really? Then, yeah. And then like when I changed it, people, I mean, people like the new one, but they're like, well, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to miss the old one. I kind of liked your old I was one. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised you thought it was bad. It's I get what you're trying to say. But like so often when you're streaming, right, you were doing like these Super Nintendo games and stuff like it, it kind of fit the stream. The yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you yeah, should I have, mean, I have to bring it back every once in a Rebecca, while. <laughs> Legacy. Rebecca, you should have multiple overlays that match like the system you're playing. I could. Yeah, I could. That that could work. You should have like um, a Game Boy one and, <laughs> and a Super Nintendo one and a 64 one and a Switch one and a Wii one. You should definitely cool. do that. Yeah, that would be cool. That's I mean, a great I idea. Be, I also would want it to have like my own flair. Like I don't want it to be like something that just anybody would use. Like, oh, of I course. Want it, it to, to be, be original. My own, my own branding. Yeah. Of some sort. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I could do that. And the more the more money that comes out of the stream, the more I put it back in. So that's... Got to get yourself some that's, equipment. Uh, that's what I need. <laughs> Look at this lighting. This is not good. We talked about the lighting. I'm yeah. working on it. <laughs> so lighting's cheap. That's the coolest thing about lighting is I, lighting's I cheap. I ordered stuff. I did order stuff. It's... Uh, I, I need to tweak my setup a little bit, but okay. I, I want to make it look good. Of course. Um, I bought like a whole streaming rig, like a whole damn production department for the house party planning for that. I mean, I got mixers for mic cables and everything. I have a box of stuff that I bought that we've never used. It That's just sits there. I put it in the closet and it's like every time I think about it, I'm like, I just have all this stuff sitting here. I got lights, <laughs> green screens. I got uh, like stands, like big stands and poles and everything. You could sell it all as a package. Just here's everything. It's so expensive though, it. like to ship it all because it's a heavy yeah. box. Yeah. Like it's a tub. You know, it's not like a box. It's a, it's a tub. It's a tote. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping one day we'll get to use it. If not, like if we don't, like I'm hoping one day I'll get to like either get to Kevin or Devin or something in person, just give it to them, let them take mm -hmm. it, you know, because I, that's, I, that's the reason I feel bad about it is because I, I've done the streaming and I've got the capture card and the PC and stuff. And, and sometimes I don't mind it. Like, like when there's a, when Mario golf eventually comes out, I'll probably do a stream or two, like just hang out. I, I like playing golf games on stream because golf games are kind of, um, muscle memory for me in a lot of ways. I just play them. I'm not really paying attention to what I'm doing. So that mm -hmm. I don't really care as much, but like the games that I like to play, I don't want to be streaming when I'm playing them like a horror game or like Hellblade. Like I'm playing Hellblade right now. I don't want to be talking to people. You want to get Hellblade. into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. The other thing with streaming is that you're, uh, and this is why there are certain things I will not play on stream is, uh, is people intentionally coming in to spoil what happens for you. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Sometimes not intentionally, maybe maybe accidentally. They think it's um, an old game and they just think everybody knows. And Or even like new games, like when people were streaming The Last of Us uh, Part 2, like there were people intentionally going into people's streams. And that's spoiling. because that game... I, I know, but that's the risk that you take when <laughs> you're streaming. Right. The reception like, for that game was a dumpster fire. 
But that happens for other games too. Like I, um, when I was playing Super Mario RPG, um, and I put in my title and like in my tags, like no spoilers, no backseat gaming. Like I like will ask for hints if I want them. Like that's part of my rules when you click on the chat box. And I was working on this puzzle to figure out and somebody came in and posted the solution. Like I, I want uh, to figure this out for myself. Like sure. I know not everybody cares, but I do. Yeah. Um, and as a streamer, like this is stuff that you gotta deal with. That sucks. That's a bummer. The Last of Us thing. That's why why I won't, like, for Super Mario RPG, like, at the end of the day, I don't really care that much. But, like, let's say if I was playing the new Zelda game or whatever, and, like, I did care, I I would be pissed if somebody spoiled something like that for me. Hey, Rebecca, they all die at the end. (laughs) I mean, that that is. I'm looking forward to that. Um, The Last of Us thing sucked because as somebody who, um, like, subjectively, opinion didn't like it, it was really hard to share that opinion without everybody just hating you for it. Yeah. Um, either a part of like that vile take or like the anti 10 out of 10 take. Right. Yeah. So we were planning on having like all kinds of other discussions and stuff. And like after the reception of my first one, like the YouTube comments of that first discussion, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. <laughs> the world doesn't want or needs to hear my opinion on this. I don't think you were the only one like that though. I think it was very dividing. Yeah. Um, so this is really fascinating still just staying on the streamer thing. Cause like Kevin's trying to do the streaming thing. I think Devin is also trying to do the streaming thing. Garrett streams regularly. Haley streams regularly. What's it like being uh, like a streamer? Cause like we see, um, I guess as a female streamer streamer, and I don't necessarily just want to bring like the feminist approach to it, but obviously there's kind of like an elephant in the room, right? There's like a lot of things with with female streamers like um they've got the folks that um like people hate like the girl that threw her cat right <laughs> yeah. or uh and i don't follow them so i don't i wish kevin was here he'd have to be able to talk more you have the girls that like just do like like the tank top streams right and you've got that just too. chatting and then you also have like legit streamers that just deal with a lot of shit like if like i'm a big alana pierce fan so following her, like I see a lot of the shit she deals with. Are you I'm not big to... enough that I get a lot of shit. That's good. So that's what I, that's ultimately was what I was trying to ask. Like, I have you... a very very tame community. They're very nice. <laughs> good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. Good. And you know, every once in a while, there's going to be like you know jerks or whatever. I, I haven't gotten a whole lot of that, but nothing like some of the like stuff. You were, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm not that big. Um. What. What do you think of your journey so far in PSVG? Is it what you imagined it would be and what's your favorite moment so far? My favorite moment? Oh, I I would have to think about that. I just really love, you know, getting to do it every week. You know, I look forward to it. I love being able to go on about all this gaming stuff. Like, obviously, I, I put out my opinions there on Twitter, but like... I don't get to say everything on Twitter. Like, you know, this is my chance to Twitter lacks context. Go on about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can say I like Zelda on Twitter and get likes, but then, you know, I get to talk about it in depth on the show. And I love that. I like, I love having your opinions. I feel like your opinion and my opinion, um, are very seldom the same opinion. So it's nice to, to, to talk and bring different views. And like, uh, so often I feel like I learn different perspective. I guess from, from, you know, from chatting it out with you and you'll never get anything like that on Twitter. 
Yeah. Yeah, because people just be know. like, you're wrong and I hate you. You know, like it never gets there. And you don't do I that in I have a theory person. that the bigger your tweet gets on Twitter, the stupider the comments become. Like I get so like every once in a while when I get like a tweet that blows up and like days later I'm getting these comments on them and it's like taken way out of context or like I had the stupid one stupid comments. <laughs> I had the one with your um your Zelda gift friend, the Wind Waker one. That went nuts. That got way more likes than I've ever gotten on anything. And it was... Oh, where he retweeted it. Yeah. And it was the most... Um, somebody retweeted it in full Arabic. And I was just interested. I was like, that's cool. Because I don't, you know, don't see Arabic it a whole lot. It reaches other... Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I uh, translated the tweet and it was like... <laughs> oh, no. no, no. It was great. That's why I wanted to say it, it was... Uh, it was something like never underestimate the power the vi- video games have with people or something. And I was like, this is amazing. But... I just wanted to say that because how often is it not that, right? It's it's more often. And you've not got that. people in other countries and other languages who feel that same sentiment and see your post and maybe they might not understand Transcends what you said language in it, and- but they see the picture and they love the Wind Waker and you love the Wind Waker and you're right. It's amazing. It's good stuff. And that's that's the stuff that I love about Twitter. And like you're gonna have the trash, you're gonna have the stupid comments and the stupid people, but you're also and like that's why I stayed there and you know, wanna keep growing in the community and getting to know more people because you have that shared bond. You know, there's there's always that excitement, like when that age of calamity stuff, you know, was announced and you have all these people fan you know, fangirling over <laughs> Impa and whatnot. Like I love that. I love that feeling. And, like, Wait till it's, it's released. Part- oh my god. It's gonna be our first well, it's not our first Zelda, is it? It is our first Zelda. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's our first Zelda release that we get to talk about on the show. I'm so excited. And our show, I need more Zelda. because because of me. And, well, I mean, it's obviously because of me, but Caroline and you joined, so it's it's kind of keeping the tradition. Our show is so Zelda leaning. It really is. <laughs> like way more than I feel like most Nintendo shows. You know, like <laughs> Animal Crossing comes and goes, Mario comes and goes. Like we never really spend a whole lot of time on these. And then a Zelda game comes, and we're we gonna talk. talk about it forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. I just, it's my favorite. I love. It. I I don't. I make no apologies. I am. Yeah, there. Zelda's I my favorite my franchise. Dog Zelda. <laughs> exactly. Zelda's my favorite franchise. So yeah, like no, no, that's definitely what we do. I remember Breath of the Wild. I think Kevin was like. I think he was pissed. We talked about Breath of the Wild for like six weeks, <laughs> like like, to be. like two hours at a time, like every show. <laughs> I could do it. Give me a month's worth of shows. I'll do it. Breath of the Wild 2. I'm telling you, it's just going to happen. Oh, it's going to so be great. Excited. All right. Uh, wrapping up some things here. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite food. Um, I love anything pasta my dad makes a killer lasagna i love it i love it does he do with turkey Ooh, with turkey turkey. because i don't eat beef oh that's right it's so good so he goes out of his way that's cute my dad my dad is does um, he use ricotta cheese in the house he does i hate ricotta cheese (gasps) oh really i do yeah Oh, and I love I cheese of I all things. Che- I love cheese. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> but like ricotta cheese, I think it's like the the texture of it or something. I can't. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, favorite movie? I love Back to the Future. Okay. I really love that. Um, I guess that's my favorite movie. I don't know. It's like any movie that I could like just turn on and keep watching. That Give me a handful then. 
Um, Back to the Future, Mean Girls. I love Mean oh, Girls. Oh, that's a good one. I love Interstellar. Have you seen that one? That I a big love that movie. Mind screw. Oh my god, I saw that actually on my flight back from studying abroad in Denmark, and um, I was in a row by myself, and like they had like TVs on the screen, and I was just like, my mind was blown at the end. Like I was crying. Like I was like, I need to talk to someone about this. So I I got up and I walked to the back of the plane where my friend was. And I, I was love like, this. I need to tell you about this. <laughs> I was gonna say. That movie had me in tears in theater. Oh like seeing it in God. theaters was like a powerful experience. Like the the thing that I always remember, the takeaway that I had is like the bass and the rumble of that wave when they're trying to get off that planet and that wave is coming was so tense. I was so immersed. Yeah, that, that movie that was so good. It's a powerful movie. So uh, I mean, I guess you guess your favorite kinds of movies um are like thrillers like action stuff like probably not even like those are a couple that i like but i also love just like funny stupid stuff like i was okay. just watching office space on tv yesterday. of course that movie's hilarious. classic like if it's anything funny and stupid like i Hi, love bob. dumb humor bob? <laughs> oh that movie is the best i have a meeting with the bobs later <laughs> i love that movie anything like i like, think i'll laugh at dumb stuff like that like napoleon dynamite the hangover like stupid stuff Love it. Josh wants to know, what celebrity is the owner Josh? of your favorite butt? What? what? I don't know what that question is. What, what is that? Which celebrity? Can you say that again? Which celebrity is the owner of your favorite butt? He wants to know what celebrity's butt I like? Yep. Because this is Josh. Hashtag butts. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking all these celebrity butts that I could be telling you. Baseball players have great butts. Chris Bryant of the Cubs. It's good. Killer butt. I like it. Killer butt. I'm not going to. I dated a girl in high school. She was a softball player. I used to say that about like her and her whole team. There might be something <laughs> about the uniform or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't guys either a, a butts guy or a boobs guy? Isn't that? I mean, that's the stereotype. I mean, right? obviously you Typically. like both. Yeah, but, you like both. But you know, if, you had, if you had to pick one. If you had to pick one. Yeah, I mean, I think most guy always has a preference. I, I think I'm probably a butt guy. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> um, let's see here. What other ones we have? What's your favorite song? Well, probably a Taylor Swift song. Um, and it changes. I, I feel like I don't have like a lot of favorites. Like I, I like things, but it's hard for me to pick like a favorite anything. Of course. That's why it's um, the question. <laughs> I'm really into her latest album, Folklore. The song on there, Seven, is so good. Okay. And you probably don't know that. Other I have no like, idea. I like her. You, do you know Shake It Off? That's I do. A little bit older of her. I like that. I remember one. she started doing like the the like the pop rap stuff. A little bit. Yeah, and then um, that was like two albums ago. My <laughs> see, I'm so out of it. It's just what I get through osmosis with my daughter and my wife. <laughs> Every now and again, I'll let them pick the music in the car, but that's about it. That's all I get. Um, what's your favorite video game? Well, Zelda, duh, but. And that one's hard for me to pick a favorite too. I'll always have a soft spot for A Link to the Past just because it was my first video game ever and I know it better than any other Zelda. So probably that one, but it, it changes. I, I like Ocarina of Time and the Minish Cap. I'm the same way. So. I struggle all the time. Like The Wind Waker is my favorite game for 20 years. And then Breath of the Wild came and I was so immersed with it. It's, it pains me it's to hard. say that it's not Wind Waker. Like it hurts. Like, and I only see, I don't think you'll ever hear me not mention them both whenever I ask mm -hmm. the question because it's like I can't get away with it. I can't mm -hmm. just tell you. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite color? Red. Okay. 
What's the sweetest present you've ever received? The sweetest? Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I'm going to have to think about that. Um, I mean, my favorite present was always going to be my dog when I was 10 years old. What kind of dog was it? She was a Border Collie. She's Ooh. not alive anymore, but I grew up with her. Yeah. She's my favorite. She was on TV, you know. Archie's getting about there. We've had Archie for about 15 years now, and it's starting to pre- kind of prepare the kids. I'm like, yeah. it's not going to be here much longer, guys. She died a few years ago, but she she had a very – she was 14. She um she was on Good Morning America. I have to tell you this. Wow. I, I cannot, like, let this whole thing go by without me telling this story. Well, this is why this question's amazing. <laughs> Please do. Um, I – she she was very smart. If anyone doesn't know border collies, and your dog is kind of related to border collies mm-hmm. in the same kind of herding family, so you know how how smart. Um, I would balance things on her head and take pictures of them. So like glass of water, dinner plate. Like I would take requests from people on like you know on, on Facebook and whatnot, and just take these pictures. And when I got to college, my friend was like, "You should really post these on Reddit." You know, I think Reddit would go nuts over this. I'm like, okay, like at the time, I didn't even know what Reddit was. Um, so I put them all in an album and posted them online. It's like this whole album. She's like balancing an egg, balancing like a, you know, whatever was around my house, um, like a Pringles can. You could go online. I can send you these pictures. Um, I think you'll have to put them in the battle pasture. <laughs> I will definitely have to. So then it blows up on Reddit and um, I get a phone call. And I don't, I never answered like calls from numbers that I don't know, but something was like telling me to answer this phone call. And it was from the people at Good Morning America saying, Hey, we saw like the pictures that, that got big on Reddit. Like we want your dog to come up, you know, and be on a segment on Good Morning America. Like we'll drive you wow. up. Like it's, we're going to put you in a hotel. You know, we want to feature your dog that balances things on her head. And so I'm like, okay, like, sure. what? <laughs> so I, I go home, um, you know, see my dog, me and my mom go up. We, we get picked up by this limo um, who drives us up to New York City. Um, they, they put us in a hotel and we got this dog in the dining. city. Like it, it was crazy. And so, the, you know, the next day we go into the studio and it's like they they show us like, you know, we have the panel of people there. It was, you know, whoever, whatever celebrities it was uh, at the time. And they, I had to balance stuff, you know, on, on TV, on, on Good Morning America. Um, I, I think the video is still online. I'll have to look for wow. it. But, but it was pretty cool. She was, and then, then when we get home and the newspaper wants to like interview us and she was on the front page of the paper, my dog balancing and like little <laughs> treats on her nose. Um, and I was afraid because I didn't know, like I, some of them took like a couple shots to do like she could do it and I would have to take the picture. But like, I didn't know if she was going to do it around like a room full of people sure. because, yeah. you know, it was very, very scary. It's like prepared to say, well, what, what if she can't do it? Cause she loved people. Um, so I, I didn't know what that was going to be like, but she was on good morning America. She was, a, she was the superstar. That's a special dog. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not every dog's on good morning America. No, definitely not. Flea is nuts. <laughs> he is but he's still, a, he's still a puppy and lightning fast and mm-hmm. high l- energy high energy and just lightning brain and just he's just synapses that's all he is right <laughs> now just random mental synapses like crazy 
we actually got a trainer. I've never hired a trainer, but we have a trainer to work with him because he just, he needs a lot of work, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, He's just so much more like... Well, those dogs, they're too smart for their own good. If you don't give them a job, they'll make their own job. Yep. And, you know, Zelda, she, if she was home alone and she didn't have a job to do, she was always about the tennis ball. Like, that was her job is like playing with the tennis ball and she was home alone like she would get into trouble like she would <laughs> we got this like ufo saucer that we put treats in that he has to like hit a certain way for the treats to come out yeah he's now trying to chew through it he's gotten to the point where <laughs> he's just find their own he's way. just gonna go through it he's just the long They're road too around smart for their own good <laughs> um if you could master one new skill anything in the world what would it be oh uh... Probably like being fluent in a foreign language that I never did or <laughs> sign language, maybe. That's sign good. Language. I did take a sign language course. I think that would be something useful. I don't know. We pay a lot of money, our government, for sign language people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. All right. If you could go out to dinner or have drinks with anyone, who would it be? Taylor Swift. Good one. It's a great <laughs> answer. I've seen her in concert four times, by the way. Wow. Yeah. She was There's su- only one world tour that I missed. She was supposed to do the Final Four free concert in Piedmont Park here in Atlanta. And I had worked out an arrangement with the World Congress Center Police Department to escort my wife and daughter to stand off stage to see it. Because they've never been able to see it. And I was a hero. They were so excited. <laughs> I was like, I've got a police escort and two badges That's for you to go. Like, we were going to go through the medical tent because um, I usually I run all the medical tent software. So I just had, like, the director of the medical tent just give them passes like they were employees. That's and, awesome. Uh, and it was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that this year? Cause it like, was this year. Oh, like, they canceled. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember. They canceled, like. March 10th was like really every, it was like my birthday. Everything was canceled. Mm-hmm. Like the final four is like March 13th. It was like days before the concert and they were like, it's off. It's all off. Oh my gosh. So they were crushed. No, Taylor, she like, she's really one that cares about her fans. Um, she does a lot of stuff that doesn't get media attention. Like every time she puts out a new album, she'll go on the internet to like social media and find random fans and invite them to her house for a listening party and so wow get an invite to her house like her her actual house and she'll like bake cookies for them and they'll they'll sit and have like a listening party before the album comes out that's insane they're called secret sessions i didn't and know then after like after all of her concerts her mom goes to all of her concerts and what her, she'll do is her mom will like go around before the concert starts and like she'll pick people to upgrade seats she'll pick people to go to like an after party afterwards to meet her and take pictures with her wow. she did a lot of really good fan stuff that's a lot of work too people don't think about that that's a mm-hmm. lot of work for somebody like her she's a busy busy lady mm-hmm. wow. yeah she doesn't have every single concert she does it she picks people to meet afterwards Okay, we've done it. We've reached the end here. I have one final question for you. I have six random questions. Pick a number. Okay, um, one. What story does your family always tell other people about you? <laughs> um, oh, that's that's a good good one. Um, it's got to be an embarrassing story. Oh, I don't know if there is one. Though. Oh, come on. Oh my gosh! I like really would have to think about this. I don't know if they they do <laughs> if there is like a a story to tell about me. I <laughs> I find this hard to believe. I'm gonna need to talk to your parents. <laughs> All right, I'll give you another one then. Okay, okay. And if I think of it, I'll say. What annoys you more than anything else? Stupid, uneducated people that spout stuff that they don't know what they're talking about with confidence. 
with conviction. Yeah. Just people who who are like, I am so right about this, and you are not right about this at all. <laughs> so Twitter. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, it's a lot of the time. Yeah. Oh, that's good. No, I, I can't, like that. I can't think of, of a of a story about me. Yeah. So, like for example, um, one year at Christmas when Jack was about five, he woke up in the middle of the night, completely butt naked. And he got all of the Christmas presents that were under the tree and he secretly brought them to his room and he unwrapped them all. And we woke up, the three of us, thinking that we were robbed. We go to Jack's room and he's butt naked in a a floor of wallpaper, of of wrapping paper, and all of the presents were already unwrapped. And he was just like passed out, just just (laughs) bed, curled hair, just butt in the air. Just wrapping paper and presents. He unwrapped everything of Victoria's. She was so upset. Oh, no. We're never, ever going to not tell people that story. We'll tell people that story at his wedding. That actually um, sparked my memory for another Christmas-related one. Um, This was probably the first Christmas that, like, I was actually old enough to know what is going on, that I was aware of Santa Claus and presents. And my parents are hyping it up, like, oh, my gosh, Santa's going to come. Like, Santa's going to give you presents. Like, you know, it's going to be amazing. You're going to get all, you know, this cool stuff. Like, make your wish list. Like, here it is. And I don't, I actually don't know. Do they do this everywhere where Santa comes on the fire truck around the neighborhoods? Is that, like, something that happens everywhere? Is that you don't know what I'm talking about? I think that's um maybe that's just nice white neighborhoods. It might be. <laughs> Definitely didn't happen in Cleveland. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sounds but like something would have happened know, in my wife's neighborhood though. <laughs> on Christmas Eve, it's, and it's you know, the fire department gets this all together where somebody will dress up as Santa and come around and like will throw like candy canes or like little things to the kids, you know, and you well. wave and it's like Christmas Eve, like he's gonna be coming later and like but to, when they hyped this up to me, I'm like, okay, like this is Santa coming. And he threw me a coloring book. And so I got it. I'm like, I'm looking at it and I started crying because I was, what is this chip? What, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> this isn't what I asked for. Like they were hyping this up and you like that's thrown what it back. They, that's what they like, what I got from Santa. Like I thought that was it. <laughs> you know what that is? That's Philly. That's what that is. That is so Philadelphia. <laughs> so like, what is this? I'm like no 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 he's he's coming back like <laughs> I was like <laughs> it's like they hyped this up for me and so they they do tell that story because that was like my first impression of Christmas <laughs> supremely disappointing for someone who gets it hyped up for them. <laughs> we, I, I just realized we didn't talk about your your Philadelphia fandom your love for the Phillies. I love uh, the Phillies. The Sixers. The Flyers. I mean, I I will root for all sports teams. I'm not into football or really any other sports besides baseball but i'll I'll root for them i have i'm wearing a flyer shirt right now Mm -hmm. they lost philly sports teams are not very good usually um so it's hey you had a super bowl (laughs) we do we finally do yeah that's amazing browns have never been to the super bowl so at least if you don't count like before the super bowl is the super bowl which most people don't but i i do i will always love them just because i was there you were Ooh. when the Eagles won. Yeah, I was there. I was in the stadium. I didn't. I didn't know that. Why? What, what were you? Oh, there? I um. So I'm, I'm emergency manager, right? We oh, had yeah, okay. we had the Super Bowl. Um. So there's a cool thing that happens um, when you work in public safety and your city gets a Super Bowl. Is there is a federal program um, where they actually invite a sample 
of public safety people. So like the police chief and his designees, the fire chief, their designees, like some regional people, planners, emergency managers, 911 folks, EMS, doctors. Um, you go to other Super Bowls to work with them. Like you That's work great. with them to see how they do it, what they're planning, how to learn. And it's really eye-opening because the scope of a Super Bowl is so hard to explain to other people on a public yeah. safety stage. Like it's so big. I can imagine. It's huge yeah. big. And um, my personal job as the emergency manager, the reason I was actually – because my boss went. He was the emergency manager. The reason that I went, though, is because I do um, what's called our common operational pictures. Basically, just a program we all use to talk to each other. It's like a private Facebook. Um, but I build that. It's what I do. And we use it so much more than like Houston or Minneapolis do. And Houston – like they're doing everything on paper and they're emailing each other and sending each other stuff. And it's like flash drives. And like, yeah, I'm the opposite of that. I am like the, the Mark Zuckerberg of this particular thing. Like we do everything digital. It's all on computers. It's all in real time. It's live. It's updating. Yeah. I agree. And when, when our, when we had our Super Bowl, like we showed out because of it, because I had done everything, everything was digitized, everything. But it was because I went to these other places and basically every time they were like, and here's how we do this. It was like, yep, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. But yeah, I was one person to make it happen. I was there and I remember I was arguing. um, I was arguing with our police chief who was watching um, like the, it was the Patriots, right? Patriots, Eagles. I think so. I don't even remember. I think so. And uh, he was just like, you can't give them the ball and you've, you've got to throw it. And I was like the opposite. Our police chief hates to be corrected. I'm also like a former scout for ESPN, former football player. Like I'm no expert, but have a background in football quite extensively. So uh, we're sitting there in this room and he's just yapping off. And as you talked about, loud, convicted, wrong people. I am the person that is like put on the earth to correct them in public. Like most people are like, just let them have it. Just it doesn't matter. And I'm like, fuck no. I'm going to I'm going to educate this person right here and now. So we're all in this room in the stadium and he's oh going on and gosh. on. And I'm like, you're just wrong. And everybody's like, oh. I was like, you're I like gonna- to imagine that I would do stuff like that, but I avoid conflict. All I am time. that person. I welcome all conflict at, <laughs> at, amazing. at my own peril, at my own professional peril. Like I am that person. My boss used to like put his head down. He's like, <laughs> Jesus, Donnie, shut up. This is the police chief we have to work with. And I was like, they're going to run the ball four times. They're going to make them burn their timeouts. They're going to try to win this on defense. And he was just like, that's Tom Brady. You can't do that. It's Tom Brady. And they did. And they won. And I looked at him and everybody's going to bed. And I was like, I told you so. Really special. <laughs> Love it. My boss was, was like, he's going to hate you forever. That's so funny. Um, you were there. I was at the uh, the Phillies World Series win in 2008, Game 5. Wow. One of the coolest things ever. My dad took me. He got two tickets at the last minute. And it was like he was going to call up his friends. I'm like, Dad, you have to take me. <laughs> like, there's no other he's option. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> he was at the World Series, um, whatever whatever year, other year that they won. Um, he was at the their only other winning game. Yeah. Um, so he was at this one too. So now it is my personal responsibility to be at every single Phillies winning World Series game that is in my lifetime because sure. he has been in his lifetime. Um, that was the coolest thing ever. That I love the loud, energetic atmosphere of that. Oh, stadiums are the best. Yeah, that's the best thing about wrestling. Um, people that you know, most people laugh and hate wrestling. My wife being one of them. 
totally into it when you take her to the show. Totally into it. She was... Uh, it's last, better when you're there. <laughs> last time we were there and we were doing a chance, like there's these insider fan chants that I was in. And after about doing it for about 13 minutes, like she leaned over and she like tested me. She's like, what, what do I say? When do I say it? Like she just felt left out. Like she wanted to be in. I was Aww. like, don't, don't start like wrestling now. Like... <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, being that fan, like that communal, you know, exuberance is intoxicating. It's a blast it to be is, there. Yeah. Yeah. I, you don't you don't get that for every single baseball game. So like when when it's the World Series, oh, it's yeah. like this is everything, this is it. Like most most amazing. baseball games are boring. Um, <laughs> no energy. <laughs> I only know heartbreak. The Indians have only ever lost in traumatic grand fashion every time they've been mm. there. It's you know, it's part of fandom, right? That's what made the Cavs one so much better so much more special when they finally won but uh people make fun of me i i kind of told the story before but um when the Cavs were in the finals that year i didn't watch i couldn't watch it live i was <laughs> like a nervous wreck um and i you, so like with cleveland right there's a whole documentary of how we've awfully failed at like every trial like every chance at glory um so like as a cleveland fan as you grow up you learn about those things like when i grew up i knew about 87 and 88 i knew about the team leaving in 94 you know like i was there i experienced that and then when they came back and they just sucked forever and then 07 when lebron took them and they sucked and the the indians and lost the braves and they lost the marlins you know like you you expect to lose you expect to lose you go in we're going to lose and when the Cavs went the first year against the warriors I thought we were going to win and I was watching it. And um, I know you don't do basketball, but that team was a better team. They were, they were better, but they just kept losing people. It's like every game they played, somebody else got injured and somebody else got injured. And our, our point guard was actually our backup guard who had to be taken to the hospital for IVs because he was playing 40 minutes a game. Oh, my God. And we still almost won. Like, we still, like that's we were the better team, and I was crushed. Are and you a very superstitious person? Kind of. I am that type of person. Like, um, you know what? 100%. I've only ever watched Ohio State lose to Michigan. Like, watched it twice. Every time I watch them, they win. <laughs> like even when they shouldn't they win like i have a very great record when they watch them so like <laughs> i have to watch them right i can't go out of the way to not watch them um sam watched the entire phillies world series win in his room alone instead of with his family because he happened to be in his room when they scored their first run he's like i have to spend every single second in here or else they're not going to score that's my run. energy i love that so here's the funny thing that year that the Cavs won every time i watch them a game in the playoffs, they lost. They lost every one of them. Um, I watched them three times. They lost all three times. I told my best friend, I'm not going to watch anymore. And they won. They like they won like every other game. <laughs> he says it's only stupid if it doesn't work. And exactly right. And uh, the funniest thing about that was they were down 3-0, which is like in the finals. Like that's ungodly. Like you, nobody comes back from that. And I told everybody, I was like, we're going to win. I have, I do have that claim to fame, being that fan. I have 10 people I can go on record with. They'll all tell you. I came to work the next day, full Cavs gear, hoodie, hat, and everybody's like, wow, you're a real fan. I was like, we're going to win. And they're like, you're insane. <laughs> like, you're not going to win. I was like, oh, we're going to win. We're winning. And they're like, how is that possible? And I just told everybody, I was like, this is Cleveland. 
This is the only way we could win. The only way we could <laughs> win is to lose to the last point of of possibility and then come back in traumatic fashion. Like there's the only way it could happen, and it did. It's exactly what happened. They won. I love it. Um, I just, yeah, but yeah, when I tell people I wasn't watching, they look at me and they're like, what do you mean you weren't watching? Like, you've waited your entire life for this. <laughs> I can only explain, I think Sam would get it. I can only explain to you, like, the yeah. nervous wreck that I was when I tried to watch. I was just like, yeah, I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so the night that they played the final game, the game seven, um, we watched Draft Day, the movie. And I, I didn't, I turned my phone off. I was completely zero dark get, 30. I can't get like that. <laughs> and I was like one in the morning and my wife was like, are you going to check yet? I was like, I don't know. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They could have went overtime. I don't know. But crazy experience. Um, that's it. That's going to do it for DLC this month. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot more about Rebecca, DK Magpie, a.k.a. Oh, the Forest Minish. <laughs> And uh, I know, I know I did. I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. So thank you so much for, for recording for us and our patrons. Thank you. It's always fun. And uh, hopefully you guys like it and we'll catch you next time. Good night, folks. <laughs>